didn't do the good thing where it says, let's have some character development. Well, Let's yeah. take some time to they get you like into the world. Four hundred right. main characters. Yeah, and, yeah, and I feel like garbage. they, they should have cut off. They should have cut a, a a smaller sliver of that for the first couple episodes. Well, yeah, yeah because they got you into it. They offered like there's seven kingdoms, and then there's like five main clans, and then each clan has like I don't know fifteen main characters you need to remember right. of their family. So there's the mom and dad of the head house, and then oh seven daughters and four sons and. They're main characters. That's one family. Oh, and then there's those rivals. They have 13 cousins, and this one's a bastard, and this one's adopted, and this one is... A dwarf. Yeah, a dwarf. And it's like, <laughs> it's like I can't remember their names for shit. Yeah. And I think they know that, because they'll, like, if they reference someone, they'll kind of do, like, kind of a cutscene to them or something. That was another thing. It was like, hey, the dwarf is angry and mean to people. We're going to like him by the end of the second episode, because he'll be the dwarf with a heart of gold. You know? <laughs> like, and I was just... Ugh. Uh, I need to go back to it. I'm sure if I were able to like just power through three more episodes, I would probably be like way into it. But yeah, yeah, maybe we shouldn't watch them together. We say that every couple months, because <laughs> you know, and... I know as soon as if we watch them together, we would totally. <laughs> Are you watching your damn mind? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to do that anyways. Die wolf. What? <laughs> you guys need to have a segment where you watch them alone, and then you watch them together. Alone first. Maybe we should maybe. do. Maybe we should do something for the show where we watch it on the projection screen with a camera set up behind us. So you see the silhouettes of our heads making fun of it. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, every time there's boobies on the screen, you can see my silhouette reaching up with like the pinchy fingers. You know, as I do, I'm <laughs> pantomiming this for the podcast. Do they need oiled? Yes. <laughs> you gotta do the, or the like the dialing in Tokyo. You know, yeah. Radio oh, thing. Was well, that what that was? Yeah. Thanks. World War II era radio stuff. When I just blew into my microphone just now, that's yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Better Kind Gamecast. Hey everyone, have you been along since the very beginning? Well, that does, that there makes this twenty episodes that you've wasted your life through. Yay! Almost a probably a little over a full day's worth of talking. Almost, yeah. Actually, yeah, it would be. Good yeah. heavens, man! If we did that straight, we this room would reek. <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode number twenty of the Gamecast, the game, the podcast where we talk about games and where everything's made up and the Steven points don't Seagal. matter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, what you said about that show, Who's Line? I really like Who's Line. I love it. Too. I'm glad Who's it's back. Line? Even if our local UPN channel is total garbage and low def and not high def, I'm still catch them online. Watching it <clears throat> online. Ryan <laughs> Styles and Colin Colin Magger, they're just brilliant. They yeah. are brilliant. I dudes. agree. Brilliant dudes. But uh, yeah. Hey, welcome, welcome, one and all. Uh, this is a place where, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to, uh, everybody knows your name. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Way to be. Yeah. Good. Let's just keep this being about television the entire time. All the references. You know what? Let's just make it about Cheers. Welcome to the Cheers cast. Nope. I'm out. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a Cheers fan? Let's see. He was barely alive when I don't Cheers even, started. I never watched Your Cheers. birth year was what? 90. 90. So, yeah, I think Cheers ended in 92 or 93. So he was still in you, diapers man. when Cheers ended. I watched that 70s show. Oh, dear. That's, that, was good for like, that was good for like two episodes. Eh, maybe it was, two seasons. It was I actually great, hated that show for the longest time. Until it was I great to just to have on. Way later. I liked having it on to like eat dinner or well, something. I realized it was a good I, show to be mind-numbing. I realized, and someone, in to someone told me this actually right after I figured it out, so I was glad to know that I wasn't the only one who felt this way. The, re the way to approach that show was to watch it to see Red. Yes. Red was the character to watch. All of the kids were annoying. 
and I, horrible. I like Red. And Red was just hysterical. And even Kitty was enjoyable, despite the fact that her character was like way over cliched. Right? right. Those two were a lot of fun. But yeah, it was just everything involving the kids was just horrible all the time. <laughs> Red, oh, Red has Ashton like the Kutcher's best. in this scene. I'll be back. Oh, there's you know there's Fez. I'm gonna go for a walk, you know, because I don't need to hear his three catchphrases again. I said good day. <sighs> was that one of them? Yes. Okay. From okay. Willy Wonka when he saw Willy Wonka, wasn't that where they pulled that from? I don't know any of the. Didn't plots they go see them. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? And it was the scene where he's like, "I said good day," and so then that became his catchphrase. I don't know. I didn't see enough episodes to know this. I just prayed to God. I prayed to God that that was the case because you know it was the seventies, and that made sense. It was to me the seventies because that is the movie that I think of when someone goes, "I said good day." You know, and then you go, you go, you give back the gobstopper, and you win a chocolate factory. That's how that works. All right. Huh. So this is a podcast where we talk about video games. Uh, this is becoming a weekly thing where I go, uh, this, right? Right? <laughs> but let's right? get down, let's get right down to, oh, wait, before we do that. What? Who's talking right now? Before we do that. Still me. I No, I'm waiting for you to. I'm, I'm Manny Faces from Masters of the Universe. It's just a face just turns around and it's like, I'm, oh, no, I'm I, a guy who yells like this. I love Manny Faces. Yeah. Peyton Oh, Man- I'm sorry. Masters Peyton of the Manny Universe faces. is a thing that happened before you as well. Hmm. <laughs> Most things happen before you. Hmm. Technically, that is true. Technically, yeah. Most things happen before us. Too. <laughs> if you want to really, <laughs> one could hairs. argue that many things happen before. Oh, many things. Manny. Oh, back yeah. to that. You Am could I say right? there was many faces. Yeah. So you're hey, going to make an announcement while you're here. I would like to point out everybody that is is commemorating uh, episode number twenty. We are giving away a free copy of. Portal! And you're like, Portal 2? No. Screw you guys. Portal 1, get off your high horse. We're giving away a copy of Portal 1, and the reason why we're doing this is because Howie had one sitting in his Steam account and realized it. So, we're going to be giving it away, and, you know, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already played Portal. It is a uh, genre, well, it's a, it created a genre of sure first-person puzzle games, you know, or at least popularized it, and... uh fact of the matter is uh if you have played it you probably know somebody who hasn't but you think might really enjoy it we want you to win this copy yeah of portal so what we want you to do is go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash i'm not gonna say forward slash people ought to know that by now they should if you don't know forward slash by now hey chris that song's older than you uh go to facebook.com this is like the theme of the episode things that are older than chris facebook.com slash better kind like our page and share our post about giving away this copy of Portal. Uh, you'll see it right at the top because I don't think we haven't done a darn thing with it since last night when we posted it. Get on there, share the post, like the page, and you will be entered. You to get the to get Howie's copy of Portal that he has sitting on his account, just waiting to be gifted to somebody. Yeah, and we'll get a hold of you over Facebook, and we will give you. We'll hand over the keys, and if you have somebody that you want to give it to. You can tell us their Steam ID, and we'll give it to them. We'll work it out. Fact of the matter is, you've got to get entered by the time we record this show next week, whereupon we will be selecting a winner at random. Facebook.com forward slash, I did it. Facebook.com slash better kind. Like us. I love us. I like the slash. Get some more of us. You know, before your time, they didn't do that. Really? I don't know. What what did they do before my time? Sat around a fire with some books. Yeah, they acted out that 70s show in real life. <laughs> Sitting around a fire with <laughs> some books immediately play. to my right is Christopher <laughs> Too Young for TV Stump. Okay, give me a real name. I gotta have a real one? Yeah. Christopher Trixie. 
That stump. We were talking about strippers earlier. It was there. God, tricks. You How you tricks? doing? How Chris? are you doing? Me? Uh, hmm. You know, can't complain. That's good. Howie. Great. <laughs> he is here. If only the listeners could have seen him just kind of shrug and go, great. You're not supposed to talk to me yet. He hasn't introduced me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here. I'm only supposed to chuckle and strike my pose. Get the elbow on the counter. What are Sorry. you doing? That's better. Striking the pose immediately to Christopher's right is Mr. Howard J. Howard. <laughs> yes. Stephen J. Howie yes. at Master Control. Yeah. And driving, you know, driving the MacBook. You know what's great is ring, the, ring. the person sitting opposite me, what? Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Did I not introduce Wilson. myself? I don't Corey know. T. I spent so Wilson. long talking about the Facebook yeah. page that I completely forgot who I was. But he's also what striking the Howie pose. So. I'm not. I'm not currently. Everyone <laughs> in this room struck the Howard J. Howard, <laughs> Howard pose. The Howard J. Howard. Except for me. I, uh, I have resisted the temptation. I removed. I had a, a, a cumbersome rack of nonsensical items behind me here in the studio. It's a nice rack, and yeah. I went and I real nice rack. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a double. It was a double rack. Whoa! Oh, it was yeah. a, it, it was, was weird. A, it was a pow pow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right in the kisser. So I moved that. Uh, I moved that that ear boxer out of here and put it in the other room. So I have extra room over here behind my mic. So I turn to face the group. Normally, I'm kind of like wrapping my head around the mic like crazy. You all saw the picture. Yeah, right? And so now I'm actually yeah. turning to face people like Howie does from the opposite end of the room. And I immediately, without knowing, struck the Howie pose. Elbow on the counter. <laughs> other hand on my right leg instead of you, which would be your left leg. Yep. Mirror imaging each other. And now I'm doing so, but I'm mixing it up with the Dr. Pepper in my left hand as it sits gently just off the countertop. Yep. Yeah. See, that, that makes it mine. Now, any patent you have on this, I can totally patent this improvement. And you're just screwed. No licensing. Well, all. I have an NDA, so I can't really talk about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Howie can't even tell us the genre of his pose. <laughs> I've described it in detail, but Howie can't say a word about it. That's Them's the rules, kids. But welcome to this podcast. We're going we're gonna to finally get things kicked off, and we're going to jump right in uh, to, to Chris Trixie over here. That's kind of bad. It sounds kind of like Win Dixie. What do you mean it's not bad? Chris it's not Trixie. good. Chris Trixie. It's like Win Dixie, but like somebody with a speech impediment. I gotta go to the Chris Trixie. Oh, really? You kick off last week with Indian people, and this year you're gonna jump right in on people with Down syndrome. That's how you're kicking it. Said that you sickened me, sir. You started it. Sickened me. What have you been playing? What games have you been playing then this week? Oh, look how quickly you jumped me into it, Ed. Oh, my drink is. I haven't been able to play much. I'm doing the same. Okay, this is a repeating theme. Seriously, you're the bachelor (laughs) for God's sake. I play. I started up little Diablo three again. Playing mm-hmm. some Dota still. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played GTA Online though. I tried to. I could log in. I just didn't have time to do anything. Yeah. I've been so caught up in watching Game of Thrones now, which we've already talked about. Right. But, yeah. I. I mean, Diablo three is new for me to start up again. I haven't played that in say, several not new. months. You played quite a bit of it before. Yeah, but it's. I don't think I've played since early summer. Ish, maybe yeah. midsummer. It's like new again. You're a born yeah. again Diablo. They're coming out with a new expansion, Born Again Devil. Early 2014, yeah. I think. Yeah, and they're, I'm pretty excited for that. My understanding is that they're actually surveying uh, players right now to figure out what their pricing ought to be on that expansion. Five, I did hear something about that. Yeah, they're well because they've waited so long to do it, and they've had so much balancing and patching to do, and like getting yeah. rid of the auction houses and stuff like that. It's kind of like, oh, geez, we're so far along in the cycle on this game that is not an MMO. So exactly what is an expansion worth? Usually these days, expansions tend to come out within 
shoot three months of a release for most like single it's, player games yeah, that game or even mildly multiplayer games. Yeah. You know, at the latest you're looking at nine months most of the time. Definitely within yeah. the calendar year. And yeah, these guys have they've sat on their rested on their blizzard laurels, if you will. I'm pretty excited for that patch though. They're redoing they're getting rid of the auction house like we talked about. Right. They're adding a new hero in, so that'll be a New experience and it's so funny because if, you, if you haven't played Diablo or listened to our previous discussion about this subject, getting rid of the oh yeah, they're getting rid of the auction house. It's gonna be great. Just sounds so counterintuitive. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, they're removing functionalities. It is gonna be. Who great. are these dudes? And they don't understand the games on how they work. I'm excited. Yeah, but yeah, but just as part of a major balancing initiative, they're getting rid yeah. of the auction house. So people who are really passionate about that are excited. I don't think it'll really. I. They claim it's so that people can't sell gold and that sort of thing, but and in a way they encourage that anyway. I don't yeah. think it'll stop. I think no. people will just advertise on websites instead of through the auction house. No, they'll have to right. join their to game. To paraphrase Doctor Ian Malcolm, Asia will find a way. Yes, so when, yes. when you're talking about gold farming, it's not really a nature thing. It's just more, more, more or less just Asia. Well, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the entire continent. Anybody of Asia. can profit off of anything like that. They're always going to find a way to. I yeah. made I made some money off the Mostly real money Asia. auction house. <laughs> I sold some <laughs> I of my gear, made some money. Yeah, made ah, about, that's cool. Made about twenty bucks on nice a couple items. Does it just sit on like a Blizzard account? No, the real money auction house was you put an item in the market, yeah. and instead of saying, "Oh, I want it to sell for five thousand gold," you say, "I'll right. sell it for a buck fifty. What's where's that money go? PayPal? Uh, I set mine up to PayPal. You can set it up right to your. Battle.net account? Yeah, if you set up to your Battle.net account, well, I then did you could just pay for your expansions and stuff that way, couldn't you? I, yeah. That's I just cool. did it through PayPal. Yeah. And yeah, I made about 20 bucks. I sold one item. Nice. Went out, got yourself a matinee, some popcorn. Yeah. Had a good time. It was, it was pretty, On Blizzard. It was pretty nice <laughs> just being like, yeah, I just made some money playing video games. Yeah, Even I though understand. When you think of the scheme of it, well, I played this many hours and only made 20 bucks. It doesn't sound rational, but yeah, I a lot of my friends were selling things for like two or three hundred bucks, and they were selling. Yeah, and I mean they were just better than me. When, they had when my wife gear. and I first started dating, she used to like hear me talk about the games that I would play because back before she, you know, we got married, and she just full on said, "Okay, I don't want to hear about it anymore." <laughs> now that we're married, shut up. But uh, back then, you know, she would actually be like. She would hear me talk about it, like, yeah, and I beat this dude, and I beat these guys, and I beat all those guys because you know I, you know, I'm attracted to the games that I'm good at, yeah. and or like on Tuesday nights I'd have like a hot streak and just be dominating back when that was a thing that yeah. ever happened, which it did. There <laughs> back were times, in the day. and uh, and she's like, "Is there any way you can make money doing this?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, yeah, but no." <laughs> Because that's the thing. I, I can get good at most games. I cannot get exceptional at any game. <laughs> yeah. I can get good. That's that's oh, yeah. a, that's next level. Yeah, yeah. Ex- Actually, you're still a couple ways. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Being good and then getting to the next level of being, like, good enough to play with semi-pros and then playing with I, pros. For, and... At my level, it's good enough to get accused of hacking. Yes. Which happens on again, off again. I haven't played as much internet gaming as I used to, but there were times, even in consoles, even, like, with Halo... Like or Halo Three, where every now and then I'd get accused of hacking or something, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, back in the days of Half Life, Day of Defeat, and Counter Strike Beta, I oh man, it was rampant. I get booted from servers. Strom too, Strom especially. That's funny because <laughs> he didn't mind griefing people. It's it's somewhat. <laughs> the best there's a there's around. a small wave yeah. of satisfaction when someone's like that dude's hacking, kick him out, and you're yeah. like, 
I owned you so bad yeah. that you thought I was hacking. Oh, man, I loved That's it. That's fine. In, Kick in, me. In pre-source day of defeat, when we would get accused of hacking, somebody's like, I'm going to totally, I'm going to, I'm going to, what's the word when you record somebody? You, you, Report. No, you jump on them and you like, and you like get a. Spectate them. Oh. A what? Spectate them. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to spectate. And then there's another word that specifically refers to recording the video of it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and I'm seeing all this over in game chat. Yeah, I'm going to get him. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching him now. And so then I start doing ridiculous things like, you know, like spray tagging the wall and then just like running into the spray tagged wall over and over again. Or just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I shouldn't probably pantomime that while I'm talking into the microphone. But just like stupid stuff, like whenever I knew I was getting spectated, I would Griefing just the spectator. Yeah, I'd start. I'd start to make it completely not or worth their like, while at all. Just like look at your shoes, then look up, <laughs> and look back at your shoes, look up, snipe someone in the head. Yep, yep. <laughs> just don't even move. That was the thing. We got so good at that game back in the day; it was ridiculous. I mean, that was back when you could actually kill someone with a grenade. Back when grenades hurt people. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a rough time. Let me tell you. Man, but times have changed. Yeah, early betas of Day of Defeat, there wasn't even any penalty for running full speed. And there, you you didn't run out of sprint. There was no sprint button. You didn't run out. You had unlimited sprint and no penalty for, like, sniping at full tilt. And in Strom and I just got so good at, like, picking dudes from 300 yards, just peeking through a crack between two buildings. And we're running right out in the open going, there's a guy, pop, he's dead. And just headshot. And we'd never miss because there was just back then it was such a no man's land. All these all these established practices of penalizing you were like were just non existent back then. Like now you have a sprint button and after fifteen feet you're worn out because apparently you're a soldier from the worst kind of, you know, military. Where there's not really any training, but here's a jar of jelly. Have fun. You know? So and and not only that, you can jump what? You can jump twice in a game and then you have to like wait because you're worn out, you're you know, you can only carry so many You're things. You're worn You you pick up a sniper rifle and you go into zoom and it takes like ten seconds for it to like calm down so you can actually snipe somebody. None, of, yeah, none of that stuff existed back in the day, man. It was just it was just point mouse click button do die, and we were good at that. Do die. We were good at that. The good old days. The good old days. Howie, what have you been playing? So yeah. I downloaded something last week, didn't get a chance to play it until just recently, like right before the recording. Uh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Is, is it pronounced? I believe, I believe it a Tim Schaefer production. Hashtag. I believe Tim Schaefer was the mastermind be behind Paul, that game. Paul what, what is Brutal no, Legend? Uh, yeah, bye. As, uh, that's my Paul Schaefer impression. Actually, it's my impression That'll of, get us some good views. Yeah. Who was it that did Paul Schaefer back on Saturday Night Live? Norm MacDonald would do would do David Letterman. I can't remember who would do Paul Schaefer. It might have been. Who was that little oh. wormy guy that did the monkey guy with the big ooh, ears? Ha, ha. I can't remember his name. He's Corky Romano. Was yeah, him? Corky Romano. I don't know. No, he, it was a movie he was in. I can't remember who did Paul Schaefer back then. I'm sure we could look it up. If uh, we, we really have to look it up about later. It. You know, YouTube that, folks. You'll have a great time. On us. <laughs> How was Brutal Legend? I uh, start with what it is to get back and play. I don't know what it is. Really? What is Brutal Legend? So, really? You don't know anything about Brutal Legend? It's I know the a, name. Uh, okay. I don't know. What Jack is it? Black sponsored video game. I don't know sponsored, but he's Jack Black is the lead. He's the he's lead. The lead roadie. Yeah. yeah, he's a roadie. And he gets killed right away. I'm not really spoiling anything. This, this is, all happens this is all in the set intro. Up. Yep. Uh, and then he gets down to the the sad thing is I actually hit 
the like space bar and went past some of what the is wow. with you in space I don't know. bars? I don't know. For the listeners that don't know, because so. how he made up for his mistake with excellent splicing last week, we lost like forty minutes of podcasting because <laughs> when he went to wake up his computer, he used the space bar, which also stops the recording, and we didn't know it until way later. Yeah, we missed like yeah. we talked about three subjects worth, yeah. and he's like, guys. I don't think it's recording. What's great is... <laughs> we're like, okay, play it back to where it stopped. And it was like an hour ago. Like, like, son of a bitch. 20, 20 minutes of my talking about Steven Seagal was perfectly secure. <laughs> That's all that really matters. <laughs> but, but yeah, everything about you coming back from the bathroom and having no idea that we'd already talked about that to the listeners and everything, gone. Anyway. So oh, I had no. a space bar attack Another moment. space bar attack. Uh yeah, so I lost some of the video, but he uh, he died and then he went down to hell, I guess. Yeah, it's like rock and roll hell. Yeah. And okay. so you just start hacking people. Yeah, the whole game is themed, slash it's it's third an adventure person. brawler slash there's almost there's like some RTS part it, it kind of the genre switches up. But it's an adventure game more than anything. Yeah, I, I went you you first start out and you get your axe. And then you quickly get a guitar. nice axe. Well, no, you guitar. get an axe. Oh, is it actually? And an axe? then you get a guitar. Oh, okay. Uh, and those are your weapons. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty awesome. And you just start hacking people up, yeah. and then eventually you get into a vehicle, and you start running over dudes. Yeah, I'm telling you're, you, what. you're like the you're like the wicked the wicked ba roadie guy who's like lame and awesome at the same time. Yeah, and so the whole thing is music theme. The whole thing is right. like is like 1980s death metal shredding style. Right. You know, is the theme of the whole game. Yeah, a lot of witty comments by Jack Black. And, Jack and other Black is like totally characters. channeling the tenacious D side exactly. of his personality exactly. throughout. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. If you want simple graphics and just just uh, hack things up, you know, when there's times where like people head comes off and it looks like a like a uh, I don't know a Barbie doll or something where it's the top is. Not like a, like a nubbin, a, like a nubbin. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny in that way. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did appreciate though is when you're going through like the initial uh, startup, it went through, and at the point he was getting ready to like say some cuss words, it like stopped. And oh, said, I remember this. Hey, do you want to hear him, or is it more funny to bleep him out? So it gave you an option to yeah. choose. It's yeah, yeah. I lo- I remember loving it because it actually just stops the game. Right. He's like he like starts to say it and it slows down. He's like, Fuh. yeah, and then it stops and it's like you know, oh, protect my virgin ears or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another one to come up to pretty quickly after that is the the gore level, quote unquote gore level. Uh, it's not like super gory, but it, it's it's kind of toony gory. Yeah, it's it's graphic cartoony gory kind of thing, but it's if not. anyone's ever seen heavy metal the movie. Oh yeah. If you take yeah. out take out almost all the boobs, that's Brutal Legend is themed like that like that movie. Yeah. Lots of fun, guys. Yeah. I recommend going out and get I got a part of a humble humble bundle. Humble bundle. We keep talking about humble bundle. I played the demo for that on three sixty back around the time it came out and I remember going, this was really great. The demo was just the first part of the game. I'm like, yeah. that's really great. I need to play this at some point, and I've never gotten around yeah, to it. Yeah, I highly recommend going out and picking that up. I don't know what it is price-wise. I'll look it up and tell you guys later. Yeah. I will, uh, that's I'll a... definitely look into that. Ask me what I've been playing. What you been playing? Don't Nothing. ask me. Nothing. Nothing. You were just yelling at me. No, I have been. I've actually sunk several more hours into Gotham City Imposters, which I talked to you last week while you were having your poop experience upstairs. What happened to uh, Toomey Toom? Um, I ha- every time I sit down... The one time I've sat down where I had a long stretch to play, I wasn't sure how long I would have to play. Fair. Like, I, fair. I was like, I might only be here for 30 minutes. So 
I wanted to fire up that because I could get two games in in that time. Yeah. Whereas with Tomb Raider, that 30 minutes is going to be gone by the time I even get my bearings. Totes, deaths, probs. Yeah. So I, it's one of those things where it's like, Tomb Raider, I just need to stay up late a couple nights and kind of power through more of that. But this was like Sunday afternoon. Not not really, you know, nice and sunny, not really the right venue for Tomb You guys Raider. give up sleep to play video games? Not is often. Is not that, very often. I don't, that's a trade that I could make on paper but not at the time no th- if i was and now you semi-tired. know why i haven't played any tomb raider because if i was I go, even right, semi-tired it's right, like friday yeah. night friday night i'm staying up i'm gonna sleep until like 10 the next <laughs> sounds morning great on monday I'm staying up friday night i'm gonna play this game it's gonna be that's what i'm gonna do and then like friday night 10 30 rolls around we spend an hour and a half getting the kid down and like you know then the wife's like i want to watch an episode of sons of anarchy and i'm like okay so we watch an episode of sons of anarchy and i'm like you know what I'm going to bed. That is forget this all week long. It's like, oh, dude, let's stay out. Let's play. Let's play Dota tonight. Let's get good solid games. I, you're home at ten, whatever my time. I'll be on. We'll start playing at ten. This is gonna be great. We're just gonna play all night because it's Saturday. Who who knew? Yeah, We're not doing do anything. Do? Yeah. And then it's like nine thirty. Like, dude, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get in bed watching. Episode of Futurama. And yeah, pass exactly. Out. <laughs> Halfway through it, right. I'm gonna somehow find the remote, yeah. get it turned off, and be asleep immediately. I, you know, I'm in a horrible habit right now of I always watch a show before I go to bed. Yeah, and whether it's like it's usually one of the 20 minute things, so like a Futurama or The Office or whatever it is. I don't like to watch the 45 minute things because they're too much into it. Yeah, I have never before the past like. Four or five months, I've never fallen asleep with the lights on and the TV on ever. Really? I've fallen asleep with my Xbox on, TV on every night for like the past <laughs> three months. Now, see. And then it screws up your Netflix queue because, yeah. like, it'll just keep playing. It just playing powers them. through the episodes. Right. So, yep. like, the next night I'll come and watch them, like, okay, I know I didn't make it through last night's episode. I'll just start from the beginning. That's not the one I watch. I'll go back <laughs> one more. That's not. Oh God, my my Xbox is on for like twelve hours. <laughs> Come on, dang it, that's the worst. It is. That is the worst. You know, I can't sleep with the TV on to save my life. You know, I just can't do it. I, I, I thought the, the same light. thing. It's the light. I can't. I do don't it. know and what changed. My, I had to actually break my wife of this habit. Who apparently slept with the TV on in her room like m- her entire adult life. And so when we got together, I'm like, yeah, this thing that you like to do. No, no, it's not ever happening ever. I've, this room will be in complete yeah. blackness. If I could board up the windows, I would. You know, I I want <laughs> Don't no <tempt> light. Yeah, <laughs> no light that's, whatsoever. I mean, that's exactly room. how I was. I'm. I just can't believe it's. I don't know what changed. Honestly, <laughs> I think I just. Maybe it's because I've seen them before, and I I just know what's going to happen, so it I kind of nod off. Yeah. Or I, a lot of it is like. I'm just going to close my eyes for a second because my eyes are getting droopy, but I want to finish the episode. So I'll close them for a second, and then I'll just wake up, watch the episode, and fall asleep. And then you just never wake up. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's why as soon as my eyes are closed. Why hasn't my Xbox fried yet? I'm reaching for the remote. Like, where where did I leave it? I know I put it somewhere convenient. I got to get this thing off before I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I used to read uh, books. When I laid in bed, that the that's the one is, thing I can do to get real tired. Well, the problem my is I would get real tired, sinking. but it would be a lot later, yes. like one thirty yes, yes, yes. in the morning because you lose track of time. I lose track of time because I would get so into what I was reading. So yeah. now my reading novels has suffered drastically because of well, initially because of the iPad, now because of my new iPhone, because I'm star- I'm reading articles 
and I go to sleep a lot earlier because in article form, you knock one out every 10 minutes. Yeah. And you pretty much can cut yourself off well, anytime. And you're, you're, not you're not thinking being, about the f- You're not story. thinking about what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. And so you like start yeah. another article. You're only half invested. Halfway through, you realize, I have no idea what I've read. I will read this tomorrow. And then lights up, you know, or phone down. That was my go-to item for sleeping is, I'll start reading a book. And then you can feel your eyes start drooping. Yeah. Okay, medicine done. Yeah. I'm out. Cracked the the cracked dot com cracked application on iOS. The cracked app has uh, has coddled me and rocked me to sleep more than my mother ever did <laughs> in my entire lifetime. I have oh, spent so many funny. years now just opening that that app up as the last thing I do and get banging through <laughs> maybe two articles before my eyes start drooping. Yeah, and, I, I uh, was. Not that it's not great. Of, it's great, but yeah. it's, yeah. I was listening to a lot of books on Audible, and and they actually have a feature in there that says, okay, turn me off after 20 minutes or a half hour or an hour or whatever. That'd Just, be awful to fall asleep with like an audio book on. The sleep yeah. timer on your old you, CRT television. You, there's no good way to go back to where you started. You have yeah. to you have to rewind until you know where it was, right? Until something sounds familiar. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You can't just say start from Tuesday at three o'clock when I started before. <laughs> that'd be a good feature, though. That's that'd, why. That's why I should put in you the need a Bluetooth little those bio readers that they were pitching for the Wii for a while <laughs> that clips on the end the of your last finger. Thing yeah. You do <laughs> so no yeah. so somehow you know you have it on your finger while you're reading or while you're listening to your audiobook, and it somehow knows from your rhythms when you fall asleep and just <laughs> uh, just turns it right off immediately <laughs> and then backs it up five to ten minutes because you're not gonna have any idea what that right, was either. Yeah. Yeah, you're in limbo for a while. Yeah, that's our million-dollar idea. Got it. Let's just make sure we don't record it and and send it out to the world. Oh, Oh, crap. What are we going to call it? Uh, Finger sleeper. (laughs) Thank God you're here. (laughs) Everyone. It's like the Who's line, the Superman. Thank God you're here, finger sleeper boy of the West. Of of the West. I was going to say blue, blue snooze. It sounds like Bluetooth and Blue's Clues. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, they get you from two angles. They got me. Grabs your nose and your tail. And you don't know what's going to happen at that point. No. Boy, let oh me boy. tell you. Oh, boy. Welcome no. to the market cast. So, moving right along. I, yeah, I, so I, I, you know, I talked about Gotham City Imposters last week, and I talked about how it's not the most innovative game. It's not the servers are not the smoothest, but I'll be darned if I'm not having fun and just good old-fashioned deathmatch. What about Rising Not the Triad? Deathmatch, just killing dudes. Oh, so we, you guys log on to that the other day. We got a little rod in last night. We got a little Rise of the Triad. Finally, holy crap. Can I can I take a second and talk about the hardware issue I was, from last I night? I was hoping you would. I was hoping you would, too. I wasn't there. No, you weren't. You haven't been forever because you're awful. But It's like two weeks. We tied to, we, we two weeks. tried to fire up. <laughs> yeah, but before that, three weeks. <laughs> you're coming like well, once a month. Yeah. Um. So we, we fired up Rise of the Triad, which has been an Called issue. you out. Because, you know, you I had Rise of the Triad installed at home and forgot that I hadn't installed it at that on my PC at Brad's, right? So that was an issue, downloading it one night, where a bunch of us were downloading it at the same place, and mine, for some reason, was going slower than everyone else's, so I literally never played a game that night because it got done right as we were wrapping up and getting ready to leave. So we sat yep. around yakking. That sounds this, like my Left for Dead night. Then I'm out for a week. And then I come back the two weeks later... I come back. Oh, wait, you were out for a week, so you was, didn't go one week? What's that? You didn't show up one week? Yeah, I didn't show up one week. Oh, okay. Just well, one checking. week's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every other week is better than what he does. Um, <laughs> I got, got, got things to do, man. <laughs> I got 
got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. So I, I, I miss a week, and then I come back, and they're like, there's an update. I'm like, okay. The update was the entire game. They didn't just patch it. You had to re-download the entire game. So the, again, Suck it. the whole night, the whole four hours were there, it's patching. Yeah. That was really frustrating. So then finally, like another two weeks later, we're trying to do this again. Did you kill someone in that time? I was, no. You were close? I was ready to. He killed something. (laughs) And now, mind you, mind you, like, Greg and and Kevin and Mike, they'd all played a little bit of it. You know, I think even maybe Brad had gotten in on one or two. I thought they didn't care too much for it. Last I heard. Kevin's not a huge fan because it's Wasn't he the one that was like, oh, let's try it. Ah!" He didn't remember how fast it was. How fast-paced it was. Those people. Well, I was the same. I like the fast Remember, he was the same way with Unreal Tournament. He wanted to go back and play. Let's play. Let's play original Unreal Tournament. No, no. Let's play. No, let's not. Let's play UT3 if we're going to do anything. No, no. The original one. That's the one we like. Yeah, you'd have no idea how fast that game was. Throwing up at the end of the. Yeah, everyone's just like vomiting from the like 200 frames per second game. Take a break after every round. Yeah. And so anyway. So last night, we finally fired up play it. And I fired up. And I'm like, it looks like crap. It looks horrible. Like, it looks like back in the day, you know, back when, like, you might have a 3D, back when video cards were called 3D accelerators. Let me just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. You have to go back far enough where a video card was called a 3D accelerator because nobody had Voodoo 2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I had a Voodoo 3, 6,000 or, I don't remember, it was like 16 megs of RAM on it or something like that. And did you have the one that hooked up to your... Your uh, original video card and like did the throughput? No, because that's what I had. Mine hooked up to a PCI slot, but it sucked. And I figured out later it's because my desktop PC, all the PCI slots were running through an ISA had... slot. Okay, am I saying that right? ISA. Yeah. So I didn't even have full speed PCI. I was running <laughs> PCI through ISA. Oh dear. And it never looked that great. Meanwhile, Strom didn't even have a 3D accelerator, and he was software emulating everything. It ran smooth as anything. It didn't look. I mean, there was no smoothing at all, but it ran so much faster, just software yeah. rendered. Well, my Rise of the Triad looked like it was being software rendered, and it was super dark, and I couldn't see, I mean, everything was pixelated and horrible. So then I quit the game, and I start trying to Google search, like, maybe I have problems with ATI cards or something, or AMD cards, whatever they are called these days, and the screen starts getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. <laughs> and I, try, I start trying to Google, and I start typing stuff, and random windows start opening up. I'm like, okay... I've got an issue. I've got like a virus or something because suddenly my keyboard's causing random thing. And you're like, well, you must have something on it. I'm like, but it was fine before I ran Rise of the Triad. Well, we all ran Rise of the Triad. I'm not saying Rise of the Triad did that to you, but Rise of the Triad did this to me. I was not, I was probably not correct about that. Probably not. Now, but... my anger, yeah. my anger of Rise of the Triad caused part of this problem because I found out that my space bar button was stuck down probably because I punched <laughs> Always it. Always a space bar. So when I was trying to type, it was space plus whatever. Which was causing yeah. random windows to pop up. Okay, we figured that one out. But then, again, after we rebooted, the screen was bright, and then after a while, it started dimming. And the computer was running like crap. I mean, it was so slow. Everything was... Like, we're just, like, even pulling up, like, the task hmm. manager was slow. And everybody's like, well, maybe maybe it's the monitor. I'm like, the monitor would not slow down my computer. And then you and Techno are both like, well, it could. If it's not communicating correctly, then it could get a thing. I'm like, it's, You're dumb. it sends yeah, out information. So <laughs> it doesn't bring in information. I'm like, well, you'd be surprised. It brings in... I'm like, you guys are full of crap. Dad, I goes, try this monitor. I plugged it in. Everything's fine. Completely so, fine. So you're saying Howie and Taryn... <laughs> owned you yeah so mark one on the board yeah you get it's now it's 1v1 no you get because a, we're you not get a couple points we're not including my 800 from before that 
<laughs> no, I, it, it was I, and I said it right away. I said, "Wow, you guys were right." And I, I never thought a bad monitor could, and maybe, maybe the monitor wasn't actually bad. Now, mind you, I've been using this old monitor for a long time, and it was fine. But then, just yesterday, something about the monitor and the computer. It would the monitor would get dimmer and the computer just couldn't perform. The second we plugged in the new monitor, all the windows were popping and snappier. Yeah, and I was like, "This is unbelievable." Without I didn't even know that restarting was a thing. the machine. Yeah, without even restarting, it was literally just hot swapping the monitors. I have I never and so yeah. If any PC gamer enthusiast listening, apparently a monitor can poison your system. <laughs> now the interesting thing you found the difference the difference between ATI and Nvidia. Yes, this was yet another cool a uh, cool discovery because yeah. of that. This monitor was a fourteen forty by nine hundred uh, widescreen display. It's not not high end. It, you know, probably a few years old. You know, it's it was a mass produced. I think it's like a KDS or something like that. I think so. And I have I have Centennial. a couple older versions of them because I bought did. a few. Deadeye has you know has had scores of them for the work that he's done uh, for as it. I but I I've, I've got a couple of them here in the house. Actually, there's probably one in this room hiding somewhere. Find the monitor. Come nah. on. <laughs> anyway, uh, and you can't basically about a I'm going to say a year and a half ago, Nvidia. Maybe it might have been as much as two at this point. Nvidia just completely is it Nvidia or Nvidia. Somebody yes. help me out. Yes, it is. Nvidia completely cut off support for native. <laughs> you just said yes, it is for native fourteen forty by nine hundred over VGA. He didn't accept one or the other. Like it used to work completely fine. They used right. to have a, we used to have several of these monitors over there that we were using on various things, and it worked fine. And Nvidia decided no more. You got to do DVI. Now these things got two VGA in and a DVI in, but. Like, I've had some old machines. The reason why I got these things off Dead Eyes are so cheap is I was like, I'm going to hook them up to some old crappy stuff, right? And you couldn't do it. You had to go through so many hoops, setting up a custom resolution, getting the right uh, refresh, all that stuff. And even still, it was hit or miss. And when you did get DVI, you still had to set up a custom re- resolution. It's like NVIDIA just decided to stop pretending 1440 by 900 existed. Yeah, for some reason, we're done with that. Yeah, we're done with that resolution. So when I'm hooking up, I'm like, well, guys, I need a, I need a DVI cable. And then, you know, I've got, I've only got VGA and they're like, I'll just try it. I'm like, that's not going to work. Blah, blah, blah. And I open up and I realize that the ATI card opened up Catalyst Control Center right there, selected it, looked perfect. And yeah. I was like, wow, chalk one up for ATI slash AMD. you normally don't do. but No, I don't give them a lot of points. I've yeah. been a lot more successful I with don't either. NVIDIA, but I uh, they supported that resolution right off the bat. And I, I'm still using one of those for my secondary monitor upstairs and it is a pain in the arse. Yeah. I got it working because... Uh, I got it working as my second display, but I have to, I've never got it working over VGA. I'm hogging up a DVI cable that I could be using on something else because I don't have a ton of them. Yeah. And uh, so that was something that we discovered. A lot of weird discoveries last night with PC it hardware. It was uh, Doom Room Discovery Night. Apparently. And then we played Rise of the Triad. For we a did. few minutes. That's probably a good night for me to miss, because I don't even have Rise of the Triad. You know, it didn't run great. I on... probably would have been peer pressured into trying to buy it, and I would have never played it. It's not expensive. No, but I would have been. I would have pulled a Corey T. Wilson and spent the whole night downloading. That's true. You would have. And I wouldn't want to do that. It didn't run well on my uh, PC there. I don't expect it would run well on your laptop. I'm actually in the market for building a tower right now. Good. I'll point you to some good websites. Good. Yeah. I... I... Because you hey, don't, I don't want you doing that from scratch. I want you following oppor- a system builder. This guy. is a good opportunity to write an article for the website. What? Yeah, my ex- I'll do my experience of building a tower. 
Featuring, featuring Corey Wilson. Featuring this other website that told us what to do. <laughs> featuring this main guy that took me step by step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in ordering, building, everything. Hello, Chris Trixie's Guide to PC XP. Building via ArsTechnica.com. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, Building right now is easy as long as I think if you follow a guide, you're oh, shooting. If you if you just too. shoot, yeah. But if you just go out there shooting in the jungle and try to just get stuff that'll link up and work, I don't care if you're at like a website like Newegg that'll even tell you this is the memory that works with this. You could still get screwed. It's unbelievable yeah. how with how complex the BIOSes are in these. I, a couple of my friends just completed their towers, and they one of them spent about seven hundred, and he's got a very much above average pc yeah. mine and upstairs mine upstairs cost me 687 dollars, and it screams i mean that laptop it's not high end it's scre- everything i run i run awesome. on ultra and yeah. that laptop was about a thousand and yeah it was good for its time but that oh, thing's, was amazing that for thing's about five thousand it's like five years old now. it's more than i think 5, it's five thousand years old i think it's six i think it's close to six it could be mine was well mine was one year after your yeah, guys mine was. is i mine is about mine's Let's see, what's 2013? When do we buy those darn things? Left for Dead had just come uh, out. I we, bought we mine talked about nine. it in another podcast. So yeah. I bought mine We can just go back and listen yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll do that. You guys don't have to. And then we won't tell you what we find. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's, all, it's, so, it's, it's ran its course, Rise which is, is why I'm looking to Rise make a new Rise is a triad one. for being such a uh, simple... Like it, it's a, re, a remake of a classic shooter from back in the uh, sprite-based shooter days before everything was full 3D. It... For given that, and given the fact that it is not the prettiest game in the world, it's fine. I mean, the graphics are fine, but it's not cutting edge. It's not meant to be. It right. is really taxing on the system. I would call it probably a not very well optimized That's game. That's what it is. It's not. And on top of that, it's yeah. so fast paced that your system is going to chug really hard. And on my my PC at Brad's, which by the way is a shining example of don't build a PC from just finding parts that sound like they work <laughs> together because that thing it took looks o- cool. It, yeah, it does. It took over four years to get that thing to actually work oh, at the speed it was supposed to, and by that time a, it was too late to take advantage a, of it. That'd be a nightmare. Oh, it was. It sat in this room for well, a year and a half. I think unused. we fixed it by putting a new processor in it, wasn't it? Was that the one? No. Well, we put several processors in it, <laughs> but that's not or, ultimately what fixed it. Well, I can't remember now. I can't remember either, but it, I mean, we were we were down to the latency timing on the RAM yeah. in, in the BIOS. It was it was a mess, um, but yeah, we yeah there was some random thing that we switched that then just suddenly kicked things into gear. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Oh, you I hit think the power we might button. Have had two different types of memory. In That's there. what did it. No, that was no? that was one of the things. That, well, that because remember this thing went through three years of just <laughs> random. I'll try anything bastardization before I just put it away for a year and then we try it again. <laughs> yeah. Do you think putting honey on the microprocessor will work? I don't know. We're we're doing anything. Wrap it in a wet towel, stick it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so that thing went through. But okay, so we played Rise of the Triad, and again, it did not run well on my system. It was okay. Uh, my system here at home, it runs perfectly fine. But we ran it there, and I, it was fun-ish. It gets pretty one-dimensional. Pretty one yeah. yeah, like you're like, all right, I know where the gun that I can get that I can hit people with because everybody moves so fast that why there are guns with bullets, I have no idea because they will never shoot anyone. No, that's why most of the guns have tracking yeah, missiles tracking on them or tracking or just giant walls of fire and explosions. Yeah. So it's fun. It's a frag fest. We had a good time with it. I don't think we've. I don't think we've abandoned it by any means. But we only played probably two, three rounds. Yeah. Of it, and we were just kind of like, yeah, that was that was good. And, and by that time, a couple of people were like, I need a break. That was that was crazy. I so need it's a break. you. It's like UT 
fast? Not quite. But not quite as it's fast. It's still pretty fast. Yeah, hmm. and it's not as colorful. That's the thing. The color palette is more more grimy and limited as than UT. So it's harder to spot people, especially yeah. if you have my horrible graphics plus the blur effect they put into it. Yeah. Right. That's my biggest complaint with it was it was very difficult to see people, especially far away, because some of those maps you you looking at people from very far away. Well, and the and, sound is so bad that you don't even hear somebody running right next to you. You could be right. standing still and someone spawns behind you and is running around behind you. You don't even hear yeah. them. If your screen wasn't turning red, you wouldn't know you're getting shot. Yeah. Now, this was a, a, a labor of love kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like some major game company came out. No. Some people who loved Rise of the Triad remade the entire game in 3D. And playing through the single player like campaign, I was enjoying which you can also play with like a bunch of people co-op. I was loving the heck out of going back to that. And it was yeah. worth every penny of, I think we bought a four pack. I think we paid 11 bucks each. Yeah. It's worth everybody, every penny of that to just go back and relive Rise of the Triad. And I'm going to definitely play more of it in that mode. I never played multiplayer back then because on my little dial-up modem, I didn't even know how that worked back then on my 486 ES2 with yeah. four and then eight megs of RAM. But uh, so like playing the multiplayer now, I don't really have the nostalgia for that. So that kind of counts against it. But I really enjoy the single player. It was it was yeah. fun. It's 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 goofy. It puts you in a weird mood, and that's what the <laughs> old one did. So I I like it. I really do like. I like it a lot. And the guys the guys who made it deserve a lot of credit. And then working with whoever owned the licensing for the Apogee games, if it's still Apogee or somebody else, to actually be able to, you know, release this as a commercial release rather than just some random obscure free mod that never gets noticed by anybody. They yeah. deserve a lot of credit for working through that. It's really. Um, and like I said, on my system here at home, it looks smooth. It's smooth as butter. Yeah. It's just my system at Brad's can't quite handle it. And I play a lot of games on that system without much trouble. So hey, Speaking of butter, I uh, got the price of Brutal Legends. What? what on is Steam? That? What does that have to do with On Steam, butter? 20, Legend, 20 bucks. Singular. No, uh, is it? Oh, it is. Brutal Legend. Uh, 20 bucks, 19.99 On Steam? On Steam. So Not on sale. Speaking of Not butter. on sale, Not 19 currently. on Steam. But you know what? I think Brutal Legend is one that you can probably shop around and find for cheaper, whether it be yeah. through Amazon, which, which you know, to get a Steam code through Amazon or something like that. But you know what? That might be something to look into for future game giveaways, uh, the yeah. kind of games like this that are, will hold the test of time but not that many people played. Right. Virtually anything uh, ever, anything ever produced by Tim Schafer. They're great, <laughs> and not that many people played them. Not Paul Schafer. Not Paul Schafer. Not, not the bald musician. Not that guy. Not that Speaking guy. Speaking of bald musicians. Yeah. Are you just no, going to say know, that I want to know where that's going, because I haven't looked at my... He, no, he's just going to say... Speaking of this, speaking yeah, of I'm going to just know. wait for somebody to pick yes. it up. <laughs> wait for someone to try and connect the <laughs> dots. Right, everybody like, get, everybody whoa, get quiet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, wait. Let's wait for somebody to pick, pick that up for uh, Howie. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so things. Those are my crickets. Crickets. Yeah, what those about are some uh, loud and drunken crickets? You should have seen the cricket in my garage the other day. They're the size I of think, walnuts. I think it may have tried to mate with my car. That might have been why it was in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There hasn't been room for my car in my garage in years. But. This cricket was like the size of my pinky finger. It was massive. Oh, yeah. Now when you step on them, they don't just smush. They go crunch. Yeah. yeah. And then you're hungry <laughs> yeah. after that. And what are you going to do? I've actually eaten Get some a, Doritos. Have you ever eaten a uh, chocolate-covered cricket? No, I have not, but I've heard we about them. We did it in them. biology class. They're really? gross. <laughs> I mean, you don't really taste them. Is it like, it's, is it's it like eating chocolate-covered popcorn hulls? You you don't taste anything other than chocolate anyway. It's the thought of. But it, is there that's like a, a crunch? Is there insect. like a chitinous crunch? Yeah. Are you eating like chocolate covered toenail clippings? 
I didn't. Some people like bit them in half. Yeah. To, they were trying them. I threw the whole thing in my mouth. Well, why would you? Yeah, you don't want even. I don't, don't want to look see, at half of a cricket. I don't want to <laughs> see the inside of a cricket. Yeah, and that's not on my agenda. So yeah, how about uh, PS4 is out? No, speaking of crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> see there, nice, nice segue. Xbox One. How about that thing? Huh? Yeah, not not selling out of. Is pre-orders. that even? Are they even producing that anymore? Have yeah. they given up yet? Yeah, no. I th- yeah, I think they've. I think they sold the Nintendo. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the anecdotal the anecdotal rumors going around right now are that Xbox One pre-orders are not selling out, whereas the PS4 pre-orders sell out as soon as they too get a much. round of them. There in. are too many sold out. Yeah, well, they they They're sold pre-ordered out the first on their round. pre-orders. They sold out the first round. They get second round, and you know your average your average big box retailer might get ten pre-orders of each, and then maybe another ten later on. And the the Sony ones are selling out, and then people are walking in and asking for them, and they don't have any. And then the Xbox ones are just sit, they're still sitting there, just. First round, still available. You oh, can be on board. We don't have any PlayStation, but we have we have an Xbox. Oh, no, thank you. I'll go oh, somewhere Oh, no, else. thank you. I heard that they hate me as a consumer. <laughs> can Sorry. I trade my games? Ooh. No, they said they could, but... Yeah. So Microsoft has come out and decided, you know what? We've spent the last five months go- uh, recanting everything we've ever evered. And ever. so we've ever evered at ever time. And... So now they're trying to come back and, and summarize and go, hey, remember? Remember all that stuff? All that smack We're, we're we better now. Remember that? <laughs> Will you take us back? We told Steve Ballmer Please. to retire. Everything's going to be fine, right, guys? Do you want us to wear hoodies underneath our suit jackets again or get tattoos of game release dates? Will that make you buy our system, please? Because <laughs> I think what they're coming to realize is, you know, well, you know, we talked about there's the recanting on the sharing issues and some of the other spec issues and stuff like that. And I'm I'm going to reiterate on what I said last week. It's it doesn't matter. You offended the hardcore when you came out when your entire release was all about catering to the bros. You offended the hardcore because you didn't have any meat there for them to sink into. So you have a lot of the hardcore thrown in with Sony because Sony came out and said indie games, you know, really deep weird games, stuff that the hardcore loves, and also and stuff you've never seen before. Yeah, also not hiding stuff behind a paywall like YouTube and Netflix and all that stuff. Hey, guys, we're going to do all this now. And if you want to pay for the Plus subscription, the only thing you're going to get from that are like the game discounts and multiplayer, which is the way it was supposed to be originally on Xbox Live. Well, kind of. Um, right. And and so all the hardcore is going in that direction because, you know, they are the early adopters. Yeah. And well, the they're bros- also doing things like... Oh, we'll we'll eventually support keyboard and mouse. We'll eventually support USB. Yeah, you know USB. Yeah. They even though they have it eventually. in the 360 supported already. Yeah. So oh yeah, they're taking, ex- taking external memory. Yeah, they're taking stuff away because yeah. they want to sell you extra accessories at the front end. You know what I mean? There's no better example than external memory for that. Oh, that's the worst. Because it happened with the 360. They yep. didn't have it, and then they brought it out. Yep. Which, oh, that's understandable. I mean, that's a fairly new console for it coming out like that. But then to do it again. And then they're yeah. like, There's no oh, excuse you guys, we're not going to launch it done. with external. Um, yeah. We'll probably bring it out later. It's like, we've been through that nightmare. We know what you're doing. Yeah. We're smarter than that. We know what you're going to charge for that garbage. Yeah. And it is garbage. Right. Right. So, no. Absolutely. And so you have a lot of people thrown in with Sony, and I think what they're coming to realize by not seeing all the pre-orders that they expected is that all the hardcore goes Sony- then suddenly all the hardcores, bro brother, bro cousin, you know what I mean? Bro biscuit. Bro guy across the street that comes over biscuits. every now and then to the borrow a cup of weed. That's what people do, right? Yes. And suddenly those guys are walking in on kid playing a PlayStation, 
it doesn't matter what it is. It's a black box on the on the you know the TV yeah. stand, and it's making awesome imagery and beautiful games on their screen, and they're they're going to want the thing they saw. Yeah, and they both play the EA because games. the bros don't settle the console wars. They just make the money, but they don't make the decisions. So I I understand Microsoft doing what they did. They're all stupid. <laughs> I understand the whole company's kind of dumb. I get it. Or, no, I shouldn't say that. that. That's a horrible thing to say. Everyone who sits around a table more often than a desk is dumb. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say that over. I mean, this is just one of those things. Where it's like you know what you guys should have known better. And I feel like some of the visionaries from early on in Xbox lifespan probably would know better or do know better at this point. But they're not there anymore. They go through executives at at uh, Microsoft Entertainment like. Phew, Seems like every two years there's a whole new team of people spe- spearheading that. I can't keep up. Like, yeah. I'm I'm done. I'm out? I'm done. You know who else is done? Speaking of done. Nintendo. Done. Oh, I'm sorry. Done. I didn't mean Nintendo. I meant Nintendo. No, I'm pretty much meant Nintendo. Done. They're not done. done. We rip on Nintendo a lot because, you know, they deserve it. But uh, the uh, Wii U... Not getting a lot of love. No, it's not. From third parties. And, and I know what you're thinking. Well, the Wii didn't either. The Wii just got all the STDs from them. And I go, yeah. STDs. That's true. Yep. Well, because there was so Super much terrific. crapware and shovelware on the on the Wii. What was the D part of that? Super terrific what, Howie? <laughs> <ahead>. Dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. It was... Uh, I mean, but it now is. I think they realize that even even developing those little shovelware games that they could just farm out to whatever crap company that could, you know they weren't making any money off that stuff because people weren't buying the games, and so with the Wii U they're like, eh, "Fool me once," they're just they're abandoning the platform entirely. They're just saying we're not going to bring these games to the Wii U. I mean, the the latest one I read today was that um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag or Assassin's Creed Four, you know, whatever, is coming to the Wii U. That's already been done. That deal was set in motion a long time ago. You know what? It's not getting any of the expansion packs. <laughs> no DLC. Well, they ducked out when they could. They're just going. You know what? Yeah, we signed the deal, but I mean, think about that. They've already. De- they're already having to develop the game for the platform. They're already making all the guts and glory, and they're not willing to even just shovel out the 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 translations yeah. of the. There's only going to be. Forty-five well, copies. You want to know why? Because they realize nobody with a Wii U buys things on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it almost seems like these companies are like distancing themselves from Nintendo, almost like when the uh, president's getting ready to get out of office. They're like, okay, the uh, the party's like, okay, we're going to distance ourselves from the from the guy who. But there's no there's no you know, penalty to supporting everybody except the the one that's cash money. You know, there's no there's no. I don't think there's any real like bad image when you bring out a uh, project on all three major consoles, right? There's there's nothing that reflects poorly upon you for no, doing but that like, unless you gimp all of them to meet the lowest common <laughs> denominator like they did with the original Xbox and the PS2. I don't know. If if Nintendo's doing poorly, people are going to be like, okay, we don't want to be associated with that. We don't want our game on that crappy system? Yeah. That could be a part of it. That definitely could yeah, be a part of it. you don't want to go down with the burning ship. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Apt. Hmm. Yeah, apt yeah. metaphor in the case of pirate assassin's creed pirate, pirate's creed yeah, yeah. <laughs> play that game pirate's creed pirate's um, creed yeah i oh we just created that's the name of the no all right uh, thanks the, the, dynamite the, what was it called it, the what, foot what, long the, no it was the blues what was the blue the blues, thing the, the blue snooze the blue snooze <laughs> 
Oh, we are good. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the big thing is, I mean, that that one blew my mind. It's like they're already making the game, and they're not even going to bother trying to get extra recoup out. Like, they don't have the install base. They don't have they don't have it going on. I mean, we can rip on it and be anecdotal all we want. I was the same way about the Wii, even though it was selling like hotcakes, you know. Uh, and I I have one. Uh, never touch it ever. Well, just you like could everybody just, else, at that but. point, you could see the writing on the wall. Yeah, well, no, I was making fun of it from the start. I actually was making fun of it right. long before I bought yeah. it. I bought it used so that I could do illicit things with it. Yeah. And did. And it was what? great. Yeah. Well, it's just such a step, way step down from that current console. From a good console? Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and now they came out with the Wii U, which is not even comparable to the current consoles out now, and then they're coming out with new consoles that you know, are going to just... blow past it. It just... I don't know they're, what, what they're thinking. There are a couple limbs behind climbing up the tree. Yeah. yeah. But we can talk about that more and more, but we already have. All I, day, I, every I day. feel like it's easy to beat up the, the slow kid, you know, and you don't you feel real good about it. You think the slow kid would learn. You don't really feel good about it, but the problem is there are still a bunch of people trying to elect that slow kid mayor. You know, there's still a bunch He's of trying. there's still a bunch of Mario Screw lovers that. that you know people who dress both of their kids up. You know, people with two kids and one gets dressed up as Mario for Halloween and the other gets dressed up as Luigi for Halloween because Nintendo is the only brand in that household. And again, people are like, well, for little kids, it's more appropriate. And I'm like, no, that's becoming less true. It's just bad gaming. It's just not good. You're throwing money at something that is not going to offer any type of real returns. But again, that's coming from somebody who I want variation. And there are a lot of people who don't. But to say that this is a sustainable sustainable model where all it is is a Nintendo tape player. Yeah, obviously there isn't enough to sustain it. There's not. If the if there's not enough to sustain third parties, can, it can't exist on its own as a first party. I mean, maybe if it were 100 bucks, you could sell it and only pack it full of first party games and every game that's ever come out before yeah, on other Nintendo systems. That's the death to it. I, I, I feel like this thing and then just so much more just coming out and saying we're not interested and and touching things and it, it, you know touching this system at all, uh, third parties. It amazes me how much last generation I'm sitting there going, "Where's the third party games? Where's the third party games?" We're like, "Oh, they're there." I'm like, "No, you know, Barbie's Super Ace Adventure is not a third party game that counts, and that's all Wasn't, the crap." That's not a bad game though. Actually, like, it was pretty really pretty deep. Driving the pink Corvette. I mean, that's the leveling system was rigged, but I mean, articles? overall, how was the loot? <laughs> loot wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, you could say. Nothing like a loot horror Barbie game. Yeah. yeah. That has a totally different connotation now. Say I what? Know. Loot yeah. horror? Barbie game. Lore. So. Of the rings. Now. Speaking of Lord of the Rings. Well, the big thing. I don't I don't want to. I don't want to. Before we jump I, off of this. They're I know all we've been terrible. Our tires. None of them make sense. I know we've been spinning our wheels, but even Nintendo now is coming out publicly saying that they need to attract more third-party developers. Uh, they should have said that. Couple of years ago, they should have no. They should have said that before they started designing the new system. They should have got sat down. Ago. Well, how long has if, that been out? Well, system's been out a year, more than a year. Wii U has, yeah. I think. Really? Or, or right at a year? I thought it was. So you're talking at least two years of hardware. I thought it was you, three years. I thought it was spring. I thought it came out last fall. Maybe it did. I'm. I saw it last spring, and I thought it was it was new to me then. So right. that's that's where I'm associating that. With. Either either way, um, you know, system's been in development for three years. They should have sat down four years ago, five yeah. years ago, with uh, developers and said, "What do you? What's your wish list? What do you want from us? What can make this thing better?" What do you? And want instead, from me? they just came out with something that they themselves perceived as novel because that paid off in spades for them. 
with the Wii. You know, Nintendo sold a lot of Wiis and every Wii was profitable. So they didn't have to sell a lot of games. Problem is, none of the third-party developers got to milk that. All of them got burnt because they didn't make a dime because the take rate on games was so terrible. Yeah. With the Wii U, they're like Nintendo tried to do the exact same thing, come out with something that they perceive as novel, and th- these third parties are understandably going, no, screw you. Screw you. You're going to sell your games, and you're going to make money, and that's fine. But... We're not going to help. And the problem the, the problem for Nintendo is without even the perception of their support, they're not going to sell as many units and they're not going to sell as many games. And they, the, right. Nintendo's coming out saying, we need to get third-party developers on board to make our platform viable. What I think they don't understand is they need to have had a viable platform to get third-party developers yeah, on board. Exactly. They don't realize what side of a vicious circle they're sitting in. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where it all lies. You know, you the I've said... And I've heard a lot of other people say, you know, I think the best thing for Nintendo is you take your your IPs that, you know, you make all these games and you port them to other platforms. And that's probably the best way to save Nintendo, right. but I don't save think they it. realize yeah. that. To make it sustainable, that's the best way to do it. The problem is it involves a lot of downsizing at the front end. And that's the last thing any company really wants to do. I or think, think about. Yeah, I don't know that it would drive their value up because in Japan, I don't know if that would be perceived as something that is good or if that's admitting defeat and if that's a bad thing. I don't know culturally how that would that's, affect the market. That's true. I didn't think about I would that. say here in the U.S., if a company were to say, you know what, we've realized we've gotten way off the mark with this, so we're going to eliminate this division, focus on this, and then regroup on focus on our handhelds, have hardware only focus on handhelds, that'd probably send the I, the concept of selling a Mario game on the other systems or Zelda games, would probably send a stock price in the U.S. soaring. Yeah. But in Japan, I, I don't know how well, that would I be I don't perceived. think they would need to at least right away say, hey, we're downsizing. I think they could have the oh, perception. I, I think if they, I think, oh, I think it would have to be. Otherwise, the the stock, the shareholder faith in, in moving their own product off when they know that that's the number one thing selling the hardware, and the hardware has so much infrastructure yeah. invested into it, that if they start offering that somewhere else, that means they're selling less hardware, which is the biggest expense they've had. You know, manufacturing, designing and manufacturing a new product and making that kind of number to meet the demand you think you're going to have costs a fortune. Companies get in deep for that. So if they're sitting on all of that product and suddenly we're going to compete with ourselves, uh, shareholders would yeah, get real you, freaky. you, you got to pretty still... much start going, all right, this is where we're going to cut the fat to immediately make up for that type of thing. Yeah, but could you still, okay, we're not going to do a console, but we're going to still do our handhelds. Well, that's the, but they've already got that. that. That's there. Like you, you're still basically. It doesn't matter. You're still taking a chunk out of the pie without finding something to fill it back in. You need some mud to slide back in yeah. on the slice you take. Well, out. yeah, and I think they could try to think of new ways to make themselves more viable outside of just the console. They they could, but the problem, you know, I think I think another uh, issue they would face with that is although they still dominate the handheld market. That's arguably not true at all because of the iPhones and i iPods and things yeah. are really dominating the handheld you, market. It depends market. what you consider the handheld market. And that is every bit of competitor. Don't ever think for a second yeah. that an iPod Touch is not a competitor well, to and a 3DS. You don't, you don't think and about he, it. And the other thing is, remember, the 3DS started off real rocky. It was like a Microsoft start. They came out so with a full head of steam thinking they were doing everything right, and the price kept it. Nobody bought it. And so... A few months in, they had to do like what, like a hundred dollar or an eighty dollar price drop, something ridiculous. Just about about five, four months in, and then offer freebies to the people who had bought it via software, who had already bought it to make up for the fact that they were doing a price drop so soon. 
just to get people to buy in. They had a real rocky start. Now, the 3DS has, has since gained traction. It is getting up to where it needs to be, but it has been slower, a much slower burn than they had anticipated. Remember, remember, Nintendo's been losing money quarter after quarter. They're not making money. Oh, They're right. losing it. Yeah. They're not just having smaller profits. They're losing money. So they and they're have, losing more and more money yeah, each quarter. They have to cut if they want to, even if they come up with a new plan, especially if that plan involves competing with themselves, they have got to cut something loose. So if culturally they can't, they're done. That's the, yeah, and it, it can be yeah, slow they, and embarrassing. Yeah. And I think it already is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Personally. I don't think that they'll just drop. I think they would. Uh, I would yeah. like to believe they're smart enough to admit Hey, we're falling this rapidly. We're gonna do I, this. I don't now. think it has anything to do with intelligence. I think it has more to do with like what Corey's saying. It's the, the culturally we can't well, admitting admit admitting that yeah. you've done something wrong. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if that is the kiss of death. No, I don't know that is the case, know. but that sure kind of seems like it. I don't know. It, it sounds... well, and the other thing that you have going for right now, and this may sound horrible. The uh, the guy who was the the previous uh, head of Nintendo, and he has been forever, and. I, I'm sure he's been retired for some degree, but I he probably still had a lot of influence. Just passed away. Right. If they're wise enough to know that they need a transition point, n- without shoving shoveling blame off on him, by they could still pretend that this is a change of guard. Right. Even though he, he may not have had any influence at all recently, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't but think they it could would matter. use this right now. We're in a dire spot. We've just had a legend of the company who gets all the credit in the world pass away. Now is a great time to roll out a new plan. Right. But I'm not hearing any rumors of anything. At well, all. could it, another uh, possible approach is to develop a new company like Nintendo uh, Game Division or. or, or uh, what I want to say, uh-huh. uh, a software division, basically, and move all their, you know, Mario's and stuff over to that new division. That's a new company in itself, like and then let the old let the old one die, uh, painful, the- painful death. Yeah, and then now they have this new company. Part of the problem is right now, I don't know that that would offer enough perspective shift because the way Nintendo operates is already so close to that model. Nintendo farms out a lot of its first party games or some of its first party games to development houses that have no names. Oh, they're uh, they're they're disguised companies. They're there's they're they did it a lot on the Wii and the, and the DS for smaller titles, especially. Uh, they're companies that don't have names that are known in the game industry. They're just you know mysterious technology company name, and they're game developers. And the people who worked on the games, their names will probably be in the credits at the end, but there is never any mention of the company because oh they don't want anyone to know right away that they would farm out anything because there's something just abhorrent about that. No matter how great the game is received, right? you know, they, they make no mention. And it's part of the contract of hiring that company to make the game. And of course, you know, all the creative and inputs, all the creative input and stuff like that comes from the top comes from Nintendo's producers and whatnot. But these other companies make the games head to toe and it's not anybody who works for Nintendo making them. And so it's like their business model is already kind of like, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So yeah, it's kind of like it's not a good place to be. Right no, now. it's not. Not not when you're in a situation like this. Yeah, because it's not like you can then cut yourselves. Yeah, it's what you're going to cut everybody. It's a great situation to then... be in if those games are selling well, your console's selling well, and nobody cares because they like what they're getting. Right. But you're in a situation now where everybody's calling your quality a little more into question than they have in the past because they see you slipping up in other areas, so they're automatically going to scrutinize you more in the areas that you've even traditionally been good at. So do you think then that Nintendo could come out? With uh, 
a actual viable console that com- uh, maybe not quite like uh, the uh, um, Xbox One or PS4, but pretty darn close. No, I thought that's what they were into with the Wii U when the Wii came out, and I thought it was ridiculous, and I still do. Um, I said the one thing they've got going for it is that it differentiates, and, and everybody say, "Well, you've got the 360 and the PS3; they're competing. The Wii—that's not even really a competitor. It's like a different thing." And I'm like, "It's still—they still eat out of the same box, but maybe it's a different flavored donut, right?" Um, I I thought that's where they were headed, and I but and I said the risk involved is that the market that they are targeting, aka people with small kids. And people who are apparently old and live in old folks' homes. Because <laughs> there was all that stuff about old people breaking a hip while they're playing Wii Bowling or whatever. You know, all the commercials that just showed a bunch of old people lined up like, Hey, want to swing the baseball bat? <laughs> we don't uh, have to leave our homes. I know. I hate the out-of-doers. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, the problem with that market is it's a novelty to that market. Like, the parents who buy the game system strictly for their kids are hands off. I'm getting this for you so you leave so you have this thing that you do. You know, um the people who buy that we like, you know, maybe some college girls and stuff like I've never owned a game system before, but it's so much fun to play with friends. It's new and different. They're not doing it because it's something they're going to keep doing. They're doing it because it's something different and new. So I thought that Nintendo was gonna I'm like, I said okay, I see you're differentiating yourselves and that's fine. It doesn't have to be powerful. That's fine. The games definitely, the game quality suffered because of, again, the whole third-party oh, right. thing before. Yeah. But also because everybody's like, well, we're going to invest our, our A-teams on these two systems where we know we can move games. And we're going to put our, like, D-tier outsource on, you know, Hello Kitty Adventures for for the Wii. And so the game suffered really bad. But also... The next week, let's say the next week came along and went even further in that direction, you know, and let's say you hit a button on the top of the Wii U and it transformed into a walking Tamagotchi, you know, or something like that and just toddled around your apartment and (laughs) mewed at you at all hours of the night. You know, just something even further ridiculous. I was like, I guess they could keep trying to go in that direction to keep recapturing the dollars, but those people are not the hardcore. They are not the faithful. They're just the... You have my attention right now because there's no Tickle Me Elmo this year. It's not sustainable business model. It's a slow year, right. too. I can't believe that. This and, is what yeah. I want to happen. But, but, but one last thing. Oh, yeah, sure. It, what, what amazed me is that they tried to come halfway back in the other direction. Well, we're going to make a, a slightly more powerful one this time, and we're going to add another screen, and we're going to give you twin thumbsticks because that's what you guys always loved, right? It's like they recanted like Microsoft has been lately, but only about halfway because the system still came out early. It's underpowered. And they're, right. s- they're still going for the different. And it's, they're still and it's, different. And, and still, like, it's now familiar we're giving you your thumbsticks, but you got to hold this giant thing that no one's ever going to make worth your while. There's never yeah. going to be a developer and that makes it worth it. part of your screen is well, on this big giant yeah, thing you're holding. Now you have to look around, you have to look between two yeah. objects, which is you the last thing the you screen and do. down your That's screen. definitely the risk you take when you try to be, uh, if you can call them inventive, you know, if you're trying to be inventive, you take the risk of well, it. Yeah, and other people, flat. other people say, "Well, that didn't work," but I think people would buy it if we so did this. I, I don't think and, that it's more inventive as they're just trying to meld two ideas together because they can't come to a. I don't think decision. On I don't think go. Nintendo has ever understood the difference between innovation and novelty. Ever, I mean, look at the 3ds. They just came out with the 2ds. 
That was the whole novel thing about the 3DS. It's 3D without glasses, but here's a cheaper one with no 3D because it doesn't work for so many people. That means it's crap. That means I mean, if it doesn't work for a lot of people, it is a novelty. And if it's not something that people are interested in doing all the time, or inter- like if it's cool the first few times you use it and then you turn it off, like I hear a lot of people claim they do with their 3DS and never use the 3D function again, Yeah, it's a novelty. If you say we have motion controls, but all you have is waggle in those Wii U or the original Wii remotes, Wii remotes, you know right. what I mean? They didn't have motion control at all. It was just if you shook the darn things. Yeah. That's all it was. There was slight, there was like crappy accelerometers in them. It was novel. People could pretend it was motion controls for a little while, but they quickly realized that there's nothing you can really do with any depth. And Nintendo keeps kind of throwing this stuff. You know, the GameCube, look, it's purple and has a handle. Why does it have a handle? Eh, I don't know. It's not like I can mount a couple controllers to it and wad up all the wires and do it and carry it around like a lunchbox. It just has a handle <laughs> for no reason at all, you know. It's they've kind of gone further and further down this road and now they got the Wii. Look, it's got a second screen, it's got and it's a touch screen and stuff and things, right guys? So Can it do two of them? Oh, yeah. uh maybe. <laughs> I I here's here here's what I want to happen. I want Nintendo to be bought out. And I want them to be bought out by Valve. That'll <laughs> never happen. Ever. I don't want that at all. That'll never happen, ever. Because Valve will totally dissolve Nintendo and just retain their IPs. Yeah, no. but I don't want those. I don't want Valve to have those IPs because I've never seen Valve do anything with an IP anywhere, even remotely comparable to those. They're, I don't they've know. They've got nothing, nothing on those, you know. But then again, who does? Who does well, have How, how many times can you properties? remake Mario and it still be... God, how many times are they up to now? Yeah, so, I'm Mario really, so Golf 19. What, what Mario needs, in my opinion, of course, this is me. Needs and it goes Princess against, Peach. It goes against the hardcore Nintendo people, but it needs Pop to totally revamp. There, boy. It Princess needs Peach. to be totally revamped and made into a hard, more not hardcore, but more of a, a modern type. I'd say more in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want it to be more hardcore. Mario I want it to be whimsical. RPG. It's got to be but whimsical, I want it right? To That's be, why I, I want depth to it. Where I feel like, you know, they had so much success with the new Super Mario Brothers that then they're like, oh, hey, this 2D thing works, so let's start removing depth and just adding more suits and power-ups. And then, you know, and then the Mario 3D World worked on 3DS, so now they have the Mario, the sequel to Mario 3D World on the Wii U, which makes no sense. It's like they just keep taking twists and turns, and it's like, guys... I'll tell you right now, Mario. To me, to me, Mario sixty four is still easily top five game ever made. In my top five, Mario sixty four to me is one of the greatest it's, it's games a great game. ever ever made. And I don't believe they've ever come anywhere near hitting that since then. And I'll tell you, Mario one was that big. Mario three was that big. Super Mario World was that big. They have never come near Mario sixty four in terms of quality. Uh, Galaxy was, Galaxy was good. It lost, but I I lost it lost my attention after a while. I just wasn't. After a while, I was just not that really into the physics puzzles. Yeah, same with Paper Mario. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, yeah, it's good, but you guys have just, you, you've you been unwilling to do more with what you already did. You just keep wanting to make a new novelty. Right? All right, all right, bear with me. MMORPG Mario World. <laughs> are you I'm, in? I'm, I'm are in. you guys in? Are I'm we totally all toads? In. Are we all to- like toads? Uh, there's different people? races of toads. <laughs> <laughs> Some are poisonous mushrooms. Others are regular mushrooms. Okay. Can you have birdos and ostros coexisting? Obviously. <laughs> I want to be a bomb bomb. Or a bullet bill. Can I be bullet you bill? You started a little dynamite Chain stick. chomp? Can you I be chain chomp? You haven't bomb yet. Oh. There's a lot of characters. You could be a tube. I would love to be a tube. A pipe, you mean? 
or like the yeah, glass I guess it, tubes. I guess it was. Well, now they they have glass tubes in the new one. Oh, I dear. haven't played the newer ones. No, nah, I've just I've seen videos. Was I don't it have a series of glass ones. tubes? I'd like to be yes. one of those uh, fly snap plants, whatever those are called. What are what are the Venus flytraps called? I don't Venus know. In traps? Mario, oh, they're called uh, something in Mario, aren't they? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was really proud that I was able to pull Bullet Bill from the annals of my brain, but he shoots his scores. Yeah. I would I would totally there, I would totally RPG as a Venus flytrap Mario. <laughs> But you can only you can't move. You can only exist in no, one pipe no. all the time. I have to rely on someone else to like move me forward. You can come out periodically and look around, but then you get sucked right back. <laughs> well, in. I'd, I'd mainly be like a tower defense for my city. <laughs> I just come up and <laughs> anytime the, uh, someone sidles up to town, you'd walk out and go, "Hey, hey, hey!" Okay, I'll be right back. The piranha plant. Don't that, jump on yes, me. Yes, of course, piranha. A piranha plant. Of course, piranha. That's I'm a piranha from the Amazon. Yeah. How about that? Man, shows and things. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of horrible uh, control devices, Disney <laughs> working on a device that can turn virtually anything into a touchscreen. This just sounds horrible. Device. Yeah, well, especially weird. when it starts with Disney. Yeah, that's what like, ma- really that's makes it That's the tech company horrible. that I'm looking for innovation from. Yeah, they, uh, they've... <laughs> Been turning basically any material at all. Your desktop, your computer, your elbow. Let's just make it a touchscreen. Because yep. why not? Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about this. It sounds to me like just another one of those things. Like Remember the uh, the Bluetooth projection keyboards that projected a keyboard onto the desktop? Yeah, that just, went really well. It yeah. really took off. You know what it was? A novelty. Yeah. Oh, this word. it's my word of the night. Yeah. Word of the night, yo. Yeah, who? I don't know. You just got to. You're gonna have to carry around something. So, why? Yeah. You know, why not just carry on a keyboard or a a uh, iPad or why whatever? Are we, why are we chasing the touchscreen? We've got. We've got it. We've got it. It is what it is. We can. I mean, all right. You want to keep making it a little more finite and a little more high res? That's great. But it's a known quantity. It, yeah. Let's keep innovating, or let's actually just get rid of them all together <laughs> and give me some buttons. Now we need touch screens, you know, especially on phones and stuff like that. But man, I would love even if my iPhone just had a few usable buttons on the front of it. I really would. Yeah, I really well. would. I mean, not now. We're too far <laughs> down the path. But I really wish I could go back in time and you know smack Steve Jobs around and then apologize if he bruised easily because he was sick. I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm still in favor of a good third-party snap-in, like, thumbsticks. But there have been good third-party add-on controllers, but they're not supported enough. But No, I mean, if I want Apple to, because that's the thing. is oh, I don't like want Apple to endorse one? Yeah, I, I don't want to use one most of the time unless I'm gaming. Right. So I want Apple to come out with their... You know, fifty hundred dollar version because you know it's going to be, yeah, pricey. Yeah, it's gonna it ain't gonna be but fifty. If it's if it's endorsed by Apple or or if Apple makes it, then developers developers will start to, uh, you know, use it, yeah. develop towards it. So, yeah. I don't know. You still you still run the risk of them not because not everybody's going to buy one. It's not going to be come pre you know packaged it with it. So, you know, you run that risk. Yeah. Well. 
Absolutely. And it's, it's Disney. I'm not really sure that's ever even really going to amount to much, but it's like why they're even in the ballgame, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll translate to some like weird ride controls or something like that. Or like, oh no, Rick Moranis is attacking us. Tap this thing in that, front of us. Is this just an R and D project, or is that they're like we're making? It's an R and D project, but they've already started talking and showing it to press. And I I don't think there's a lot of indication about what the intentions are for it. But if they're showing it to press, it's not just for some inter- It's usually not just for some internal project that they're working on. It's usually something that they're planning on marketing or incorporating into something more mass. And I'm right. just like. Eh, Disney, you can't even hire good game developers most of the time. I mean, I haven't played. I haven't played any Infinity. That's a real. There's a real developer house behind that. I haven't paid played the Fantasia music game. That's Harmonix. That's a real developer. But prior to that, boy, it's a lot more missed than hit with Disney games. So I don't know about that. But uh, hey, hey, uh, you guys, you like you like beer? You like beer? We're talking about it earlier. Yeah, I like beer. Yeah, you ever drink Guinness? Uh, not a Guinness person. Not a Guinness person? You don't like the nice, meaty beef stew of beers? Served uh, warm? Once in a while. Really? Warm okay. or room temperature? I can't, I couldn't it's the drink. same thing if it's a drink in my book. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't drink like three Guinness in a row. Yeah. But I could drink like a six pack Can you of. you slam a Guinness? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, would you have a frothy mustache when you woke up uh, on the floor? Toad Steph's probs. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Speaking of Guinness. So, wow, yeah, that I, was terrible, too. No, I know, I know. I, didn't, I wasn't planning on saying, speaking of Guinness, I was just going to go into it, but I thought, hey, why not make it as bad as possible? <laughs> Guinness Book, have you heard of that? Oh, God. Now, the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records used to be... little history lesson. I couldn't even connect the dots <laughs> little history then, lesson. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records used to be affiliated with the beer, but is no longer... Duh, beer. It is independent. You know, it, it was a... Uh, you know, a record book that was kept, you know, so think so to settle like bar arguments and things like that or whatnot. Uh, they're now an independent organization, I think, based out of Australia. Ooh. I think the Guinness that sounds book, right, yeah, but I'm yeah. not sure. Maybe the Dangue H.O. Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, you got to wonder why it's not uh, the Foster's Book of World Records, because that's what they drink down there, right? That's not a misconception on all of our parts in the advertising. What do you mean all of our parts? Your part? No, yeah, mostly you. Probably. But uh, Grand Theft Auto Five before your time. You know, a lot of people have been talking about <laughs> how they, how quickly they, what isn't, how quickly they reached uh, the the number of sales that they got within the first weekend that they were out. There's been a lot of talk about that. They've actually broken the record for and this is. The, there's a couple of records they've broken here, but the one I wanted to bring up was the fastest entertainment property to generate one billion dollars. <sighs> now think about that. The fastest entertainment b- 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 property. Billion. I mean, you're you're including, you know, episode one, which was before everyone knew that Star Wars was going to suck from then on. You know, you're inclu- look at all the things that are included in this. And Grand Theft Auto V, a video game, is the fastest entertainment property to reach a billion dollars revenue. That's uh, saying something, man. Remember all yeah. the hype behind Avatar when that movie came out? Yeah. God, that was a train wreck. And people can say, well, a movie only costs $10 or whatever to see, you know, and that game costs 60 That's great and all, but there's Think also the a market. lot more people that go to movies. Well, and there's a lot of people that go to movies that don't want to go to movies, like because yeah. a significant other or their exactly. group of friends are going. You don't go buy a video game because you, you can don't hand a copy like of that game to your friend, and thankfully we'll probably be able to do so in the future. But you can't just sneak someone into the theater. Well, you probably <laughs> allegedly, could. you probably could. <laughs> Knowing you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one really that one stuck out to me. I was trying to you know just kind of 
wrap my brain about what other kind of things could, you know, have potentially reached that type of revenue and that speed. And, and I can't come up with anything. It seems like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Halo three would be the only other thing that I would ever and thought. They, they made a good and point. Halo three of, broke some records in its day too. They made a good point of it being entertainment. And yeah. that, that spans everything. Yeah. Like that's movies, music, other video games. That's everything. Well, the music industry is never going to see anything like that. Ever no, again no. Because they because shot of, themselves in the foot right. for so long. Well, and with, I mean that's that's You're a charging, pretty solid yeah, you're example. You're getting a buck twenty nine a song now right. instead of fifteen to seventeen dollars an album the way they used to. Yeah, and a lot of that is one example of where pirating I think does not make them money because if someone <laughs> someone pirates one song they're not going to go buy the album. You know what? I because someone bought the album and that's where you pirated the song. Pirating from. pirating music I really don't believe is that much of an issue anymore. I think it's fringe. It used to be it used to be mainstream. Well, mainstream enough. I didn't. I don't think you had to be a pirate, to pirate music at one point. But nowadays, I really don't think people put that much effort into pirating music because no. you can click a button on your phone and spend ninety nine cents and have the song that you wanted to listen to three to five seconds later. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot more effort into pirating stuff. There's a lot more true. effort into using BitTorrent and not getting your computer completely fracked in the yeah. process. Most than people just buying a song on yeah, iTunes. Ninety nine cents. As All much right. as I hate iTunes, I've. There have been times where I'm at work and I'm like, man, I'd really like to listen to Great Big C. I'd really like a new Great Big C album to listen to. It's too bad I'm here. At w- oh, wait a second. Bye. All right. I'm listening to that album. <laughs> it's yeah. that fast. So Guinness. Yeah. Uh, there's three locations. Uh, in the UK, it's in London. Right uh, then. The Americans. Americans. The Americas. All right then. Uh, new York, New York. That's you. And, hey, uh, you're hey, the last one. Where were the Guinness books and things? Uh, I'm not doing the last one. Tokyo, Japan. Oh. 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 oh, oh, yeah, Guinness, boo. Oh, oh yeah. you set the record. Oh, <laughs> and we're all going to hell. Yeah, well, if we don't meet our quota of racist uh, stereotypes every week, then we can't even upload the show. I won't. Yeah, won't that's where the explicit tag comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's we not don't from curse language, that it's from much. racism. It's, yeah, it's explicitly racist <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's, uh, they don't have true. a location in Australia. What the crap um, was I thinking? Not of? according to their contact you know, list. No, on they, their there's like one. There's one outsourced guy in <laughs> Australia. He's just sitting there, you know, just like grilling stuff on his balcony. Like, hey, I work for Guinness, right? Hey, call me. Most burgers flipped in one day. I'm going for it. Most most bites from a deadly spider. <laughs> just let me know. I'll get you in here. <laughs> everything will be right, right? That's all they say down there, right? Right, right. right. That's right. Hey, oh, you know what? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we put a put a pin in the uh, news segments <laughs> and move on to some emails? E- emails. The emails. Oh, we can let us from email. Today we have an email for you. You know what we're going to do? And we're not going to have the uh, the Sir Stromulus segment, the weekly <laughs> the weekly Strom question. Squire. Why? Because he was asleep at the wheel this week. That's why. Squire Stromulus, you have gone down in one rank in the house of good things. <laughs> good things. Just trying to watch you wrestle your way through that and seeing where you'd come out on the other side. He's now a squire instead of a sir. We do have an email, which, if by the way, you would like to send us an email, please email us at GameCast at BetterKind.com. Email us at GameCastBetterKind.com. You can get on the Facebook page and send us a question that way, or you could tweet us up at better kind and let us know what up and what you uh what you let, let us know what you want to know and we'll let you know 
<laughs> but in the meantime, uh, we have an email from Josh of Kokomo, not Whoa. otherwise affiliated with the Kokomo of the Beach Boys song uh, Take fame. Me down to Kokomo. FYI, there's no such place. There's no Kokomo except for the the other places that you would not think the Beach Boys would want to go. They just apparently I don't know if they heard about Kokomo, Indiana, or what, and they just thought that would sound good, and it sounds like something that would be in the Florida Keys. My understanding, there's no Kokomo. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I should just start Mm -hmm. saying things that I know are wrong to try to incite someone to write in and correct us. But I think that's right. If I'm wrong, someone let me know. But Josh from Kokomo writes in and says, yeah, I'm not going to read his email, but uh, uh, (laughs) he'll be so disappointed. (laughs) I'm not going to read his email, but he more or less asks us, hey, I got the kids. And uh, what's the regimen for getting, you know, introducing a young child into gaming? How would you suggest that be done the easy the easy way out of answering this question the, the is to go oh, get him a nintendo because you know i was just complaining about yeah, the people that do that yeah. already because they're like you can play battle toads yes yeah, here get him a nintendo <laughs> this is safe well i mean the modern nintendo i think that's actually getting a classic I would, system i i would definitely start for me it's nintendo 64 is the number one to start with well, because of games like Mario Kart, right? Super Smash Brothers, right? Star Fox, even games like Mario Party, family friendly yeah. stuff. That 007, if you want to get. I've actually crazy. put quite a bit of thought into this because of you know my kid, you know, showing some interest, and you know, obviously the easy stuff for them is the phone and the iP- and the tablet games. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff there that's catered to them and it's cheap or free. The problem with that stuff is, A, if you let them play on your phone all the time, they're going to want to be holding your phone all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, my policy is, uh, in this house, my kid doesn't play with my phone. Period. I might hold the phone out and let her touch things, look at pictures and stuff like that. She does not get to play with my phone because I don't want to constantly, every time we're somewhere and she's bored, have to hand her my phone. Right. Now, she has a kid's tablet, an an Inatab. You have the, the VTEC and you have the LeapFrog brand. We went the VTEC one for the reasons. VTEC is the Android to LeapFrog's iOS. It's a little more open, but it's also a little more of a no man's land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the LeapFrog's very you know stable and contained and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, we went with the Inatab because we could then you know, throw movies and stuff onto it, onto like an SD card that you can put into it, whereas the LeapFrog, at least back then, did not, uh, the LeapPad did not support that. So we kind of... You know, easing the really little ones into those games that are catered specifically for them. But I was thinking, oh, I'll get the Nintendo out, the old 8-bit Nintendo hook it up, or the Genesis or something like that. And I realized Sega those games. games were really hard. Those and games were furiously difficult. Yeah, they were like, I'm going to break something because I'm angry at this game. I have bite marks on controllers. That I don't remember giving them, but they're there. You know what I mean? The oh, worst part was those controllers are indestructible. To... <laughs> yeah. You could throw yeah. them and they'd look the same. I no, want to see gonna bounce damage. off the wood paneling and come <laughs> back and clock you right in the forehead. <laughs> but why uh, can't I, you break from so, my anger? Yeah, I, I kind of think that, you know, if your Nintendo 64 is still working, and mine does perfectly fine, it when you shake it, it sounds like there's a Lego loose in there or something, but it still runs There's really always well. something in there. Yeah. Because, yeah, that top loading business, that's what happens. But. Um, I think that that's really a good early system to start on. I think GameCube is probably ideal. I now, like GameCube is a good one. Now, I'm pushing the Nintendo products because they're old, and so you can get them pretty cheap. 
That's why I'm pushing them. I would there's not a, push a modern Nintendo system on a there's kid. There's a wide variety of games for those, too. Yeah. The, the 64 on the GameCube, there's a good variety of games where not super hardcore Halo multiplayer shooter, yeah. but you can still find shooters and racing games and family games and right. just regular fun games and adventure games. And There's a good variety out there yeah. without the use of, I need to have the internet to play multiplayer. Right. And if you're not an ethical person... Uh, you could probably find somebody that'll just give you their weed to clear up the shelf space that it's occupying, and then they just don't have to dust it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and you can pretty much take a Wii and turn it into anything you want that came before the Wii. You could, you could, you could play all the Wii games you want, download it off the internet, or you can download ROMs for like SNES, Game Boy, all those, you know, Genesis, and play them on your Wii. That Wii will do anything. In fact, you could do that with virtually any system, but the Wii was very easy. I yeah. mean, would have been very easy to do. Uh, so my oldest, uh, when she was like five or six and, you know, even a little bit older than that, she played a lot of the Lego games on a PS3. Yeah. So Hmm. she really enjoyed that. In fact, her and her mom played a lot. I really, I don't think there's anything wrong with throwing the twin sticks at the kids at a young age. I really think if, if, you know, if my Xbox were still working, I would, I'd hook it up. I need to get a replacement Xbox, original Xbox. My, but like. Yeah, you know, I even got my wife to play a little bit of uh, Star Wars Lego on the 360. But again, that was before we got married, and she decided to hate everything I liked. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, she. I mean, I, I think my daughter would probably really get into that too soon. She's not quite to the age yeah, where she can be able right. to grasp that yet. But and there, you know, I still think there is enough on the core systems, the hardcore systems, you know, the the Xboxes and the Playstations, there's enough there to sustain the kids. So it's like, it's kind of like, if you were to get a modern Nintendo player, you're just, you're wasting money on something that's going to serve very little for you unless you are a, already a hardcore Nintendo fanboy. Right. You, you know, you're, you're just burning that. Um, You can also, I mean, hey, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of stuff you can do with kids on PCs. There's whole websites out there that serve, you know, that are like points-based cards that you can go buy at like GameStop so the kids can buy new games or unlock new things in games. And they're they're focused on educational stuff and like that. that. Oh, PC is hard. There's a lot of educational stuff yeah. out there. That make, that, it's actual video games, fun games that incorporate math and right. science and remembering. And, and as, as nice sort of as it is to be able to you know, sit in the family room and read or something or play with your tablet while your kids are right there using the TV in front of you, there's a lot to be said for getting a kid on a PC as soon as possible, because yeah. the more exposure they have to a mouse and keyboard early on, the more quickly they're going to be able to pick up that highly technical stuff later on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Sorry. Just totally blanked. That was great. <laughs> that was I, great. I agree with you. Oh. I think the market yeah. for, like, the job market, knowing how to get around a computer is so vital to anything. Oh, yeah. Because saying you're able to adapt to this technology now, and that's where... Like generations above you yeah. are struggling, and generations like my generation are like, this is we know everyone knows how to work. Oh, you yeah. don't know how to control the leader. You kidding me? Yeah, when it's I, like when weird first, things. When I first got out of college and I was still working in graphics, this wasn't so much the case because artists work in a very different way. But when I first transitioned into actual just straight business world, I was immediately struck by the fact that people noticed the speed that I was working and were mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I didn't start using a PC till I was 15, almost, but I threw myself into it. Now, I was heavily, heavily, heavily involved in high school. Every waking minute that I was at home 
was on the computer and I was just trying to, you know, shy of becoming super hacksaw, which I never was, but I'm perfectly comfortable hardware and modding things. And you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. You know, if, if someone else does some weird sort of exploit, if there's a walkthrough, I'm not afraid of going through some complicated, weird process. I mean, like bringing your old router back from the dead. Right. You break the router and I'm like, let me have it. And then I'm like, I'm like plugging it in and trying to click my mouse on my computer, like within half a second of each other, because if I get it at just the right time, I'll be able to throw some code on it that brings it back to life. And then lightning struck and I stuck my curled fingers in the air and I laughed at the sky. I I find that breaking a router is a good excuse to buy a new one. Whereas Corey (laughs) finds it is a good excuse to have some fun. Yeah. For a Why night. Can't you do for both? a night. After yeah. that night. Go buy a new one and have fun. After the night. <laughs> if, who cares after what one happens? night, if it is not alive and walking around on its own, it goes on a shelf and stays there for 10 years. <laughs> and I, you always tell yourself, I'll get to it eventually. There's you'll the shelf. Never, yeah. There it is, my You'll friends. never get to it eventually. How many, there's no. two computer cases above Howie's head. He, there's three routers. I think there's a couple down low because my daughter was playing with one earlier. No, I have a Just question. Just throwing a tower around. Yeah. Fetch. I have a question. Is there any viable uh way to get kids involved and it is it a good solution to have them use like a connect there's any games out there for kids uh, yeah that's kind of what i thought the response would be my understanding is that my understanding has been that the connect has not always been un- really the the 360 connect has not been the best at recognizing different body types no. children despite what they marketed yeah i know children are different body types marketed. You know, also kids are not as self-aware. So when you have to stand a certain distance from the TV, but not too far back, but not too far forward, and and you can't go to the side, you have to be very aware of yourself and your surroundings. Kids are not, that's not their strong suit. That's almost understanding the technology, like anticipating it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. You are having to anticipate the limitations of the technology as you're using it. Yeah. And that that comes from experience Actually, what a profound thing to say about all of the control stuff that I'm constantly complaining about in general is if you have to constantly be conscious of the limitations of it yeah it sucks that's how i look at things yeah well and you're anticipating okay what could what could go wrong right if i if i do this with my hand is is the connect going to recognize it? okay no it didn't recognize as much that. as we had fun like watching people down at strom's house play like connect golf and stuff like that Every time somebody had to select a club, I wanted to slit my awful. throat. It was awful. Yeah. Because it was, you had to stick your right hand out straight in front of you and then go You're up like, oh, or wait. down. And then everyone's always counting, no, up. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, Four, no, no. Forward, no, 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 no. Do you even understand how this works? No. No. You're, you no, no. almost had. No. Hand, no. Put no, it down. Your now, other you hand. Went too far. Okay. Now just go all the way through. Just go all the way back through. You're, you're too far. No. No. Ah. Uh. Okay. Just just hit B. Okay, now start again. Now hit right B. hand. There's no B. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving an example. Uh, no, that was a bad example. Sorry. Terrible B, B Sorry. would have been right. the savior of that situation. Kokomo. I got the answer for you. Okay. It is a fictional place in the Caribbean islands, that which is said to be only seen by those of pure of heart. Oh, so it's... Really? Yes. I've never heard that. Way down in Kokomo. Way down in Kokomo. Maybe it's just a state of mind. Yeah. I mean, you're pure it's of called... heart once you've had several drinks, and yeah. all of a sudden you're, I'm in Kokomo. It's called ganja. <laughs> okay. Hey, we had a couple other questions from Josh and Kokomo, and I I don't, I don't even know what they were. The Yeah. Um... They had one, though, about art. Oh, right. Thank you. 
Because he had, <laughs> yeah, no, he had that was enough. Let's talk about that, guys. No, he also, well, he also had another one uh, addressing you how he specifically about talking about the future of Microsoft Sony because of the lack of innovation, and we, you know, and I think we've beaten that to yeah. death already. So we won't uh, approach all that. But um, uh, specifically, he, he brought up the the age old philosophical and highly popular amongst podcast video game podcast debate of where we think the line is uh, or how we how we interpret video games as uh, an art medium. Um, well, how he interprets them. Howie. 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 All of Josh's emails address Howie specifically. Now, <laughs> and, and it's, it's we never, I mean, we like to chew on things that are, you know, philosoph- philosophical in nature, but I think we like the philosophy of tech and the philosophy of business. We've not much getting it, gotten into the actual philosophy of the philosophy yes. of whether games are more than a distraction why or you know we uh, or an educational tool or if they are an art form um i studied art my undergrads in art so that makes me qualified to talk about stuff right yes i know the difference between impressionism and post impressionism <laughs> yes don't. yeah see yeah let me let me say zanya let me let me i don't know how to turn paul says into a verb so anyway um <laughs> good i <laughs> we're we're saved <laughs> i uh we're, I, I, I want to say really? that to me, uh, to me, and, and this is going to sound totally hippie, and you know, you know, get me, well, somebody get me a tandem bicycle, and uh, and and let me uh, <laughs> just say it. Get all hippie what on you. What are you going to say? How he's how he's got his head in his hands for really great reasons right now. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, inside jokes don't play well on podcasts, do they? I uh, I think anything that is trying to express anything is a form of art. I agree. It's just a matter of how much meat there is or the potential for how much meat there is. Sometimes if something is a very simple expression, but it is a hugely innovative way to do that simple expression, even if it doesn't take a lot of effort, if, if there's like just like a huge irony in, in a simple concept I'm trying to express, it can be really impactful and deep just because of how new it is or a different perspective that it provides. Or something could be just have a massive amount of effort in put into it, but it's just another contrivance to me. That's less artistic, you know, but, but art is in, I mean, communication in and of itself is an art form. I think in every yeah. form of it, I think art is what you perceive it as because right. When you think of a painting of art, okay, that's one thing, but think about an architect, right? Think about an engineer. They're, creating something out of their own ideas or they're improving something from their own ideas or making this building things like music they're coming up with that stuff that's art right. you're you're creating something right you're an artist well let's think yeah if you make music you're an artist well people make music for video games yeah if you paint pictures you're an artist well good lord there's lots of things yeah, that they are make the graphics they make you know, character models right skyboxes you know things yeah. like that that I mean, all that stuff is in there, but I think a lot of times it comes down to a lot of people have made the debate. Well, art leaves it up, leaves a lot more up to interpretation, and that's bull. That's not always true. You could say that. That's about not video always games true too. There's a lot of there are a lot of accomplished artists out there that would help you know have like some sort of performance art exhibit, and people would come out and be like, "What's it mean?" And they tell you exactly what it means. Boom, it means this. Yeah. And then there are other ones where that are like, oh, I want to leave it up to the. I mean, art is anything well, like that. Just but, because they want to leave it up to the viewer doesn't mean they weren't thinking of something specific when they made it. And then you have other people who say, well, will it ever be taken seriously as an art form? I'm like, what does that even mean? I can go to an art museum, okay? And I can see 
paintings and I can see sculptures. And most likely I will find uh, like decorative suits of armor and things in an art museum. But I'm you know what I'm not going to see in an art museum? I'm not going to see The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-mm. I'm not going to see, you know, I'm not going to see uh, uh, kind of a drag playing by the Buckinghams. Well, I'm not, yeah, there's tons of, of art culture. forms that are not represented in the high yeah. art circuit, but that doesn't mean that they are in any way not yeah, an art form. That's more of a product of our culture and what we expect in certain circ- uh, situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're absolutely not going to see them because the people who enjoy that kind of stuff don't typically see these other things as right. you know on the same level of art. Now, well, and they have another place where they can go and view that art. It's called the internet. Well, and, and, and that's, that's where it that's gets viewed and shown. We're having kind of we're in a weird transitional vortex right now. Where right, obviously, visual art media media have uh, they have uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like art museums stuff like that are places preservation houses, you know, repositories, if you will. <laughs> They're preservation houses. No, I'm like literally organizations <laughs> that are out to preserve the history of it. Okay. Like places that you can go, I can go and I can see, you know, I can see a 500,000 year old painting, you know, because someone is taking pains to preserve it yeah. and make it so that yeah. it's available. Pour a bunch music, of salt on it. Music. <laughs> That's meat, Howie. You know, oh. music has over the last century started to develop the same kind of thing. And of course there, there are symphony houses where you can hear music that's a thousand years old, right? Or Somewhere in yeah, eh, probably music from a thousand years ago. Sure, um, sounds good. Sounds great. You know, but couple, hundreds couple of rocks. years old. Ding, there ding. are people preserving that. Um, same thing with movies. There are there are entire organizations about preserving film heritage, whether it be actual physical memorabilia, props, things like that, or actual film reels and trying to preserve the film. You know, mm. capturing it digitally, all sorts of stuff. With video games, boy, has this medium sucked at preserving itself in any real way. Arcade monitors, which are intrinsic, intrinsically important for the actual experience of a way an arcade game originally played, according to a lot of people, are not being manufactured anymore. So now they're finding ways how to recreate or emulate the effect of an arcade monitor on like an LCD screen or something like that. We've been really terrible about it because video games were so fringe for so long. Right. And so now there's a few video game museums, but they're almost trying to just recapture the arcade spirit and stuff like that. And I don't really think that's the thing. And, you know, the, you're like, yeah, you go out and find this stuff on the Internet anywhere. You can today. But you never know tomorrow when, well, hey, that one torrent site that had everything that, that about this one thing is suddenly gone. Yeah. I mean, and it happens. That stuff comes and goes. And someone will eventually step up to the plate and, oh, I have a back catalog of that stuff. But there is not an established way to capture well, yeah, everything one, one historically. Of the, uh, and there's a lot of different organizations working towards something. Yeah. One of the important things about uh, viewing art is the, the physicality of it. Yeah. And, you know, you don't get that viewing stuff online. Oh, right. there's an arcade machine as a picture. Right. No, going to a museum that had an arcade machine, that's a totally different experience. But, but the you, problem is... Do you feel that playing a video game? Do you feel like you're getting that visual experiences if you went to a museum compared to you talk about uh you're awestruck when you play Bioshock Infinite. Right. You just absorb the environment where yeah. you were. Is that not the same feeling? More or less, yeah. It it's the same it strikes the same area in the brain it where you can. It, it can perks it, your it depends. There's all different degrees of all right. of it. Right. It's how you perceive it again. Right. It it absolutely can. 
But I mean, I mean, again, Bioshock Infinite to me gets more close to actually the traditional form of artistic media because they go so much painstaking trouble to let you just fall into it and lose yourself. I don't think right. that's always necessary. No, I think there's games no. like Fez exactly. where you just start right. where it's not at all like you look at it and you're just lost. You you look at it and you're like, oh, and then you start realizing there's crazy depth to this that I did not initially see. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I mean that's the same as like you know the, the Sunday afternoon in the park or whatever the names or Sunday on Le Bleu, Le, Le, Le Jean by Jacques Bleu. I really don't remember my art classes. Can I say that? <laughs> Go watch Ferris Bueller. But pointillism, you know, you look at it. Oh yeah, I see the picture, and you get up close, and you realize this is all just tiny little dots. You know, you you it opens up more. It's the same kind of concept. Um, I think it's not really about museums. It's not so much about a physical place, because. A lot of the people who are into classic gaming and the preservationist culture of games have been on the internet since it's been a thing. Internet, we are millennials, even though we're older than the millennials. We are every bit as much steeped in the technology. So finding a way to keep all of this preserved outside of the convenience that we're used to doesn't make a lot of sense to us. So I don't know what that answer is, but I really don't think, as long as we don't have a bunch of 70-year-old mega millionaires who profited off the industry and retired and are passionate about it and have nothing better to do other than be excited about what they did 30 years ago, who throw all of their money into these types of establishments. We're not going to have those types of establishments. So it's kind of yeah. weird because a lot of the guys who made some of the most successful games from the early eighties, they never got rich. They were getting paid a pit, you know, pittance to put their games together back yeah. on the floppy five and a quarter floppies, you know, Yep. And so we don't have the moguls like that who can just make these gigantic empires, these giant, you know, places where everything can just live forever. So we almost have to find a way to find a more stable online connection or, you know, something where we can securely capture this stuff and back it up. It's one of the things I love about Steam. As long as Valve's going strong, a lot of that stuff's going to be there for as long as we can tell. But it could all go away. So at that point, where do we turn? And that's, yeah. that's, I I think really when we've established how we're going to keep the future aware of the past, of the present and past, when we figured out how we're going to, uh, how all of the things we're doing today are going to affect us tomorrow, then we'll have maybe become a major step closer to establishing, establishing ourselves as a, ourselves, as a, uh, as an actual art form. Because mm. it's a known quantity that's gonna that's gonna be analyzed in the future. Whereas right now, video games are consumed and abandoned for yeah. the most part. It's only in the well, last the last five to ten years where people have really gotten passionate about classic games. Well, yeah, and you I also have um, a lot of uh, development houses that are just cranking stuff out, and they don't care about the art form itself. Right. So those tend to not hold any value as far as. You know what someone would presume is art, right? As much as someone who's like really poured their heart, heart and soul into something. And the, you know what? Even the the whole discussion earlier about novelty versus innovation will hinder a lot of the things that were considered amazing at one point being perceived as actual relevant art in the future. I mean, if you look at the first round of 3D games on like PlayStation and Nintendo 64, but more PlayStation because the resolution was just terrible on 3D games on that thing. They look like crap. Now, you can go back and play a 16-bit and 8-bit game, and there is a charm to how they look and play. You understand the limitations. Yeah. But when 3D first became a thing and they were kind of forcing it onto consoles, 
it was terrible looking. And you can't go back and play those games now because they're slow, they're sluggish, they're not, there's no charm because it's just, you know, rectangle, like, cubes and stuff like that, unless it was intentionally kept simple to not be system heavy. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of stuff, because it's a technology-driven industry, we're always going to be bumping up against whatever ceiling of that level of tech is. And as we start to traverse that uncanny valley, that'll become less and less a problem. But right then, I think it was a perfect example, when we crossed from 2D to 3D, everything took a major step yeah. back in terms yeah. of actual art presentation because we were so focused on technology exploitation. And yeah. as long as any time in our history when that's been the case... It, it's just it's something that has a slightly longer staying power than a magazine, right? And yeah, a magazine is an art form, but it doesn't have it doesn't have staying power. Video games have a little bit more than that, but yeah. if it's not something that can be come back to and enjoyed the way it was originally, or at least with as much charm, it's yeah. not it's well, not going to have the staying. For power. a long time, it was all about how can we make this look the most real, right? And but then it became. I mean, remember, Mortal Kombat looked pretty real because they were actually using photo scans of real people to make sprites. Right. But then they made 3D games, and they yeah. looked terrible. And it took you terrible. know ter- just absolutely terrible. terrible. You know, it took games like Mario 64 to go. We understand the limitations. We're not going to go texture crazy. Yes. We're just going to have some solid geometry, you know, and stuff like that, and and very few textures. Because we're going to try to make it look as charming as possible. Nintendo was the only game in town at that time for trying to do 3D without getting so texture heavy. Just let's make let's take the limits that we have and make it charming. You know? Yeah. Whereas everybody else was like, I want to make a zombie and I got eight polygons to work with. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> like, congratulations, you've made a, a shambling smudge. <laughs> Way to go. Well done, so, well done. Yeah, I I think that that's something that is probably always going to be an issue. But boy, we we've torn some major concepts up tonight. We've Rip. ripped them to shreds. I think Chris is just sitting here. His hands are just going crazy. He's ready to just run out the door and scream because it has got. To I'm be about to fall asleep. About 700 degrees in this. Room. <laughs> about to fall asleep from the heat. Yeah. yeah. No more air conditioning running right now. Yeah, the, it's cool outside. The AC is not running. Uh huh. So, hey, why don't we uh, tie this one off? Because I'm afraid that when I come back in this room next time, I'm still going to smell us. <laughs> so, uh, once again, email us, GameCastBetterKind.com. Uh, you see, we take questions very seriously. Uh, tweet us at BetterKind. Like us on the Facebook. And, again, you have a chance to win Portal on Facebook slash BetterKind. Get on there, like us, share the post, and you will be entered uh, to potentially win that copy of Portal, which is yours to do whatever you want with. We don't want to know. We don't even want to be there. That's awkward, guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And also, hey, get on iTunes and rate us. Uh, give us a glowing review. Uh, tell us that you, you know, tell them that you love us. Don't tell us because we don't want them to think that you solicited. Again, you guys learn how to behave. Learn it's not appropriate. Just get on there, rate us up. Get wherever you're downloading us. Uh, Stitcher, Podcast Land. Uh, geez, I don't know if you're lots just, and lots. If of you're just out there with directors. like a copper cable wrapped around a tube and a speaker and, and, and <laughs> make I a don't sign, know. put it Downloading on your band. Bite by bite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just projecting zero and ones up onto a wall and writing them down. <laughs> zero one, zero, 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 one, zero, 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 one, one. Rate us, uh, thumbs up us. Wait a minute. 
Like us, like us. It's so hot. We, our brains are melting. And do and, and tell you, I know we can't even put a coherent thought together. Tell your friends about us, please. We'd really appreciate it. And hey, uh, send in your questions so that we can. Uh, we can again. We're still th- we're still tossing around the idea of possibly giving out some rewards for questions asked, but that's still rolling around the think tank. We will follow up later and let you know. We will be announcing next week that who wins that copy of Portal, and tune in because that will be lucky episode number twenty one. That will be the Blackjack of Podcasts. Yeah, and we're all gonna drink and things. Well, you will because you brought your booze cooler, your boozler, <laughs> your Elaine boozler. <laughs> Boo- it's a lunch. Boozy. It's a lunch pail. <laughs> oh, is that? What's it all the even f- look like one? That they're lion heads. It's from the Ritz Carlton in Cancun. Did you steal it? Did you no. steal it from the Ritz Carlton? This is like no. the. This is how they delivered drinks to you, and you're like, put it in your bag. No, like, no, the, dude, I'm not. Put the, it in your bag. The business convention got like lunches in them, but they had too many, so they. <laughs> so some some really cruddy dudes are walking in after being on the beach too long. They're like, here, take these. And you're like, what, no, we were on their tab. So they just gave us some. Oh, okay. They paid for our drinks and meals for like three just days worth. Random people show those, up, they start paying for your stuff. Those bills were like probably six, seven hundred dollars from the hour of nine in the morning till right. like noon. And who doesn't love free stuff? Which is why you should get on our Facebook page and like us and share. <laughs> yeah, boom, roasted. Get that copy of of Portal in your hot little hands. And hey, folks, speaking of hot. I can't do this anymore. We out! <laughs>